0: Welcome to Divisive Issues, a spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where two non-fans and one fan talk about comic books. It's actually two fans, but right now Ryan, our host, is out, and here instead is me, Daryl, the non-fan.
1: Uh, we're gonna we're <laughs> counting Ryan out of existence, actually, since so oh, it's always been two uh, non-fans and one fan, so yeah. We went back uh, in time and we rebooted. I'm Phil, and I'm a non-fan.
2: I'm Sly, I'm a fan.
1: Or my clone. No, this, is, this is like the, <laughs> this is
0: the Ryan-less saga. This is going to be the thing that other our fans are going to say we need to retcon.
2: Yeah, so Bring we, Ryan back! What are you doing? This,
1: this is our lost years.
2: Oh, This is, this is appropriate because <laughs> we're doing our Legacy of Ember slash Thanksgiving. We never agreed on what we want to call it, but it's the year when one character goes away, and we realize what we missed, like Superman... The year before, all the different Captain Marvels the year after. Uh, so this year it was Ryan. So Ryan's retconned out of existence. We're we'll back next time. <laughs> and we're going to talk yeah. about uh, Spider Man.
1: But here's the thing if we go back in time to try to bring Ryan back, we might accidentally have all of Europe get flooded by Atlantis or something.
2: Uh, that's a risk I'm going to take for
1: Ryan's sake. Okay. That's that's nice. That's the nicest yeah. thing you've ever said about Ryan. <laughs> no, no, I No,
0: it's actually, it's only parents. If you try and do anything with parents, you you fuck up the whole universe. I think you can just bring Ryan back and it'll be okay. Okay. Uh,
2: so we're not gonna get too much backstory because we're covering a story that's meant to introduce new readers to a strange saga called Spider-Man: The Clone Saga.
0: But this isn't the original Clone Saga. No. Right? So,
2: but this is the one that everyone thinks about the thing of Clone Saga. The original Clone Saga was just a story with clones in it. So okay. that's that's my back, my back story to really give. Uh, in the '90s, uh, so in the '70s, I should say. In the '70s, there was uh, a, a Spider-Man story where Spider-Man gets cloned, and it had a, a finale where Spider-Man defeats his clone, uh, and the guy created him, even Mastermind that created him. Uh, and uh, at the end of the story, there's like a puzzling note, like, "How do you know you're the real Spider-Man?" He's like, "I guess I would just have to uh, assume I am and live my life." and that mm. was the case for a, lo- for a long time. Then in the 90s, Devil Superman happened, the Nightfall happened, where Batman got back broken, Lantern went crazy, Wonder Woman stopped being Wonder Woman for a while, and uh, DC was doing all these shakeups of their properties. And Marvel was like, I want a piece of that, I want to shake up our properties. <laughs> and so uh, at, at some point, one person suggested, What if we bring back the clone uh, from, from, that, from that story and reveal? He was a real Spider-Man all along, and the character we've been following ever since was a clone. Mm. And uh, the stories we're covering are meant to introduce characters to this, this, the true Spider-Man's uh, backstory uh, Backstory, for the most part. Though it does get into cloning stuff and start.
1: So I have Wait, just a real quick what?
0: miscellaneous question. <laughs>
1: I'm just like after I read this, and now I'm like that doesn't line up with. I feel like what I read, what you're telling. Yes, me. Yes, so so <laughs> the, the, the
2: problem with the story arc in general, and um, the way the, the, the trade collects it as as, as uh, in a very the condensed way, because I think they tried to connect all, all the because Clone side gets really bad. It's like the Bleach of comics. It, it went on too long. Everyone hated it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the trades like tried to connect as much of the good material in the early pages as possible. So we're, we when we when we're going through this, it's gonna jump from. This guy's a clone. This guy's so th- this guy's not a clone. I- I'll I'll point that out when it happens. But uh, uh, we'll get into that.
0: So just I have a real quick dumb miscellaneous question. At what point did Spider-Man get six arms?
2: That wasn't in the '60s, actually. But uh, okay,
0: Because yeah. when yeah. I th- for some reason when I think of the clone saga, I think of that. That's because
2: that's actually so. It, the, I think that might be because of the anime series, because that's what I thought when I um when I thought of Spider-Man Two. The anime series mixed a lot of stuff together.
0: Okay, what if I never watched the animated series? Am I just dumb? It
2: might have been by like Popcorn shows most of it. Some point.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get into this. It the cover is Spider Man or Peter Parker reaching out of a vat, and he's got all this like green slime on yes. him. Yes, and you're like, ooh.
2: Yeah. So uh, these are the, the, these early stories are, dr- are written by Jim DeMatteis, Mateus, who is one, my favorite mm-hmm. comic writer of all time. He wrote Ryan's favorite. Just. I
0: thought you liked what's his name, the guy that did the story of uh, Captain Marvel going crazy.
2: He's probably my second, but but Jimmy Jim they both. I like them both for similar reasons because they've always been very solid and he never got big, so he never got an ego and never started writing shit like uh, a lot of other writers became famous <laughs> did. Uh, yeah. I really think. I, like, I think
1: the, the writing in this is so good, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
2: So, uh... and the uh, artist for this particular series is Liam Sharp, who drew. Liam Sharp, baby. Who drew Death Set Two? Yeah.
1: I knew did it. you I see that film? It. I was like. I know this from somewhere, <laughs> but now it makes so That's much sense. That's
0: what's happening, because it doesn't have the the uh, artists on the first, like, little bit that we were reading. As I was going through this, I'm like, this is a definitely 100% a 90s-ass artist. Yeah. Yes. And once it got to Liam Sharp, I'm like, oh, my God. And it was just reminding me of how, like, kind of incestual the comic book industry is, where you just see, like, one artist, like, they're never in isolation. Yes. They're always, like, hopping over, especially, like, many famous uh Infamous stories. Well, it's, it's like it's like when
1: you when you look at uh, video game voice acting and like every game has this guy is just the same person as this character from this game and the extras in this True. game, the shopkeeper yeah. in yeah. this game.
2: Well, well, I, well yeah. to to even greater extent, it's, it's like in movies uh, when the character, like, comics doesn't have that many like breakout stars. Like, if you if you're a known like a known artist or a, a known writer, you're going to be around a lot because it's like it's like having a blockbuster mm. name in film, like. If you're Will Smith, you're going to be in a lot of movies. You're going to show up in a lot of pro- productions and stuff like that. If you're like on Swords, mm. you're going to do the same because there's not that much uh, big names to go around, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it makes sense. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is a terrible thing. It's just, it's always funny to me because I just think Deathhead Head, and I'm like, right, like these guys went on and did different things. Yeah. And so, like, Deathhead Head isn't their, their one thing.
2: And so these four issues written by, uh, drawn by Liam Sharp, were are actually were on the back of the main Spider Man books. And so you flip the book over and read this backup story. Mm. All right, and it opens uh, with what looks like an embryo growing inside of, of just a uh, liquid, a uh, ton of liquid. Uh, there's a heavy narration, darkness, light, oblivion, life. Cells spin like universes, explode like suns. Chaos becomes order, formless becomes form.
1: A lot of this whole series actually is very narration heavy, more than it is dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why it what the writing felt so good is because it kind of felt like it was a book being narrated with pictures like more than it yeah it was considerably like i would say like if you're going to read
0: this you need to go into it wanting to read a story like actual prose yeah
1: it, it the dialogue is pretty minimal and it, the, the the inner monologue that's true yeah of the characters is more important in almost it, all it's of these it's
0: very prominent yeah
2: yeah so as the as the, so basically it's broken up to many tiny panels and you see this embryo grow to Basically, Peter Parker. You can tell it's Peter Parker. Uh, narration mm. says uh, uh, how he's growing toward an, an answer to the extraordinary dest- destiny. The only question: Who am I? Yeah, and that's,
1: so, how, that's when he comes out of the pod or the vat, and he yes. he, he like wakes up for the first time.
0: Yeah, and Commissioner Gordon sitting. <laughs> he over looks like here Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> so <does>. uh, <laughs> yeah. So we
2: actually saw his character before. I pointed him out and said, "This guy's a And When we did the the really? Stanley Spider Man uh, story. Uh, so this college professor is actually a supervillain you guys are like fuck you like I'm dumb but now we get to see the payoff of that fucking story okay. uh, so yeah so this is Miles Warren uh, and, and uh, he looks like Professor Gordon and he, he's like don't worry I won't hurt you uh, I create you and he's just saying come over here uh, you'll do as I say I
0: created you he, starts to, uh, he, he, he goes to punch him but then the peter parker clone reacts on impulse and instinct grabbing professor Miles' ruined wrist with astonishing astonishing swiftness nearly crushing it in his iron grip. and he
1: can't under- understand them really he's just he he woke up for the yeah. first time first time existing basically and his spider sense is just going off constantly and he doesn't know what that is so he's just he yeah. he's, he just feels like he's going crazy and he can't. And he, uh, yeah, he just doesn't know. And He hurts yeah.
0: the man, and he like he feels like a shame that he could bring another agony to another being. So he's like, "What? what what's happening?" And then Doctor Miles Warren, the Commissioner Gordon guy, uses a thing to like uh, incapacitate. Well, he
2: first he starts yelling at him, "You're you insufferable animal! Like you're as blind to the value of life as a wretch I cloned you from." And so then mm-hmm. uh, Peter Park collapses, and that's not on the floor. Doctor Miles just be, starts been being the shit. Uh, saying, I hate you, Parker, for what you did to her, to me, I hate you. And so, uh, basically, this becomes the clone's life for a while again. So,
0: I have a question because uh, this doctor, Dr. Miles, is a pretty significant character. Like, everything he does here, he kind of, like, starts off this whole clone saga we're going on. But it never explains why he hates him. He just, like, Peter Parker had done something to him, and, like, because this is a pretty severe revenge fantasy that he's planning out.
2: Yeah, I don't, so that's why I wanted uh, you guys to read it as is because I want to see if you guys could catch on with what's going on. So I, I do think the story doesn't fully explain that well.
0: So uh, I, I, all I know is he doesn't like him for some reason. I'm like, is it his wife? No, was it his daughter? Did uh, something? So Gwen. So I don't know if you guys
2: all know Gwen Stacy. She was Love and yep. in meeting Spider-Man, uh, the reboot. Uh, Emma mm-hmm. Stone. Uh, Gwen Stacy like by most accounts uh is my uh, most like considerations is the true love of Peter Parker's life uh, like Mary Jane's who he got stuck with uh,
0: well that's like that's like the lost love of his yeah, life yeah but,
2: no, but like but like whenever they have like uh, Peter gets into a fantasy world he's he's with Gwen Stacy so like mm. which is why I find fiction mm. of Mary Jane very interesting because they're kind of like uh, two two flawed people like who ended up together which I think is more interesting than the ideal uh, romance that Gwen Stacy, like a
0: Superman Lois. I mean, Clark actually had Lana Lang before this.
2: But like, but like Lana, like he always loved Lois more. Like Lana was just his yeah. first love. Like, but Peter, everything seems to indicate Peter loved Gwen more. But uh, Gwen died at the hands of the Green Goblin, and so mm-hmm. uh, Miles Warren is basically like a replacement for the Green Goblin. He was he's like a emotional, like a personal connection to Peter, like Norman Osborn was. Uh, and uh, he becomes a creature known as a jackal, which looks like the Green Goblin in a lot of ways. I thought yes, it was, I thought it was exactly. him
1: until he said jackal, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, me too. He, and then he's, I'm basically, like, he's basically Green Goblin. Oh, okay. He's basically
2: Green Goblin because Green Goblin, the way he dies in Spider-Man One, like in Spider-Man One, if you see Spider-Man One, the first Spider-Man movie by Sam Raimi, uh, they they fight on top of the bridge, saving Mary Jane, and then afterwards, uh, uh, Green Goblin killed himself. That's essentially what happened in the comic, except it was Gwen Stacy in that position, and Spider-Man failed to save her. And that's why Miles Warren hates Spider-Man and Peter Parker, because he failed to save Gwen Stacy, who uh, Miles Warren loved.
0: Okay, so he loved Gwen, too, and he felt like Peter failed him. And then he just somehow became Green Goblin. He, he in insane. 2. He, he just
2: insane and developed a split personality, which is what... Like,
0: I think that's the other thing, too. Like, it'll get mentioned later, where it's just, like, they mentioned that Miles Warren is struggling with, like, an internal, like, persona, like the jackal and warren himself yeah and i never got the feeling he just seems like really mad all the time here as the old man like i never got the feeling that he was torn into yeah, that is one fuck because peter says like
2: uh he knows miles is a good person and that's where it comes yeah into- where i'm
0: like i don't know I, like this old man right now he like drugs on me locks him in a cage right now and i'm like
2: is this a good person yeah so like that's that's the one thing because they're going off like the the audience's familiarity the, the comic book audience's familiarity with miles warren as Peter's professor. That's true. But they don't clarify enough in the story that the clone will feel that way about him. That he's... <laughs> he he's just a piece of shit to Peter Parker. And he keeps... Yeah. keeps dragging him and hitting him. And uh, Peter's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. And he's... He... Because he, like, he realizes he's stronger than Miles Warren and he beats the shit out of him and But escapes. Had,
1: for a long time, he doesn't want to hurt him. So yeah. he's like... He just lets kind of lets it keep happening to him. He endures it. And then eventually he's like... He was too afraid to access the part that he can fight back against someone. And that's mm-hmm. when he... Which... Yeah.
0: Which it, like, explains to, I don't know if it explains it here, like, later on, where it's, like, him not wanting to hurt people is all the Peter Parker programming, yeah. which I thought was really interesting, because it's, like, it's this person that's trapped in this thing, and it's, like, I don't know why, but I don't want to hurt this person, and, I, like, I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't have, like, a understanding of that hurting people is bad, like a childhood. It's just programming in your brain well, that, to be, like, this would be bad if I hurt them.
2: Well, that's a, that's a recurring, like, theme of uh, this character's arc. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him mm-hmm. uh, his name becomes Ben Riley, uh, the clone. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna just call him Ben. Uh, uh, ben um, struggles with the fact that he has all these memories of like how to be a good person, stuff like that. But they're all just programs in his brain. He never actually lived through his experiences. He's just being told us how he's supposed to live. And throughout the story, he's trying to fight against his programming, but he can't because it's uh, it's, it's too ingrained of in who he, who he wants to be.
1: It's also it's, mm-hmm. the, the, it's hard like hard to because we're skipping so much of this just talking about it, but like the, it's it's just done well like cuz as he's getting beaten he the part of him inside that makes him not want to hurt people also is the part of him that says that humans don't deserve to be treated this way and i'm a human too and that's why i i have to get away like no person should ever be treated like this i, I like this as like um as he's about to be drugged again
0: and Miles says, Um, soon I will send you out into the world of Spider-Man and, and you will be so firmly established in that identity that you will never even recall that any of this ever happened. And then the narration comes up and this is Ben thinking this. The words or not Ben thinking this, this is about Ben. The words still mean little to him, but the harshness on the tone, the bile in each syllable, is almost as painful to him as the chemicals that boil in his veins. Why, he wonders, does this man hate him so? Why must every visit end in an orgy of physical abuse, beating so severe that he lays, whimpering for hours afterwards? And it's very evocative, and it's like, especially because it just throws you right in here where you don't even know what's going on. You're just as clueless as this guy, other than just like, this is Spider-Man that... I, I found like this this arc very compelling because this is like a almost like a horror story where it's like what do you do if you just wake up and you're a clone as Spider Man and you're being don't tortured? Spider Man is and, and he's yeah. he's
1: literally crying beating the door down saying I'm human I'm human
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah uh,
1: so so Peter escapes and he starts climbing the walls like a
2: spider can uh, <laughs> Spider Man can Spider-Man can he starts uh, uh, uh a nighttime. Jumping from a skyscraper with skyscraper. And, he...
0: and he's, like, he's like, his face is sweating. It's like, how is this possible? How can I do this? No man can do this. And, and he uh,
2: slips and starts falling. And he thinks, like, I should die, he thinks. I'm not human. I'm some kind of monster. If, if I wasn't, the professor wouldn't have treated me uh, that way. Uh, but uh, he decides he to save himself and starts climbing up the wall. And he this like, why he... Not
1: say, like, his spidery sense, like, just forces him to reach out his hand, kind of, and save himself. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. A lot of this is also reminiscent of, like... Frankenstein, Frankenstein yes, monster stuff, where, like, very much. He, oh, he, he's, yeah. like, created, and he doesn't understand the world, because he's new to life, and he's being beaten uh-huh. by his creator, and he's just, like, running from this, like, I don't know what to do, and he's stronger than the creator, but he, like, doesn't use his power that way, because he just, he, he doesn't know he's, a, like, a, a naive kid, kind of, in, in the fact that he, yeah. he hasn't existed yet. Um,
2: so so yeah. then the, the jackal shows up, and he looks like the Green Goblin, <laughs> like, 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 Exactly. Yeah,
0: he's a green goblin with a jetpack. <laughs> so Jackal
2: is just green goblin without any of the purple stuff on his costume. But it looks,
0: he looks a little more like realistic. And this was one of the things like I kind of didn't like is like, I like you couldn't tell if this is a suit that he wears or if he somehow turns into this guy. It's it a like suit. A, it uh, doesn't look like a suit at all. It looks like it, it, yeah, it looks too realistic. Like the face especially looks too that's realistic. A,
2: that's a problem with green goblin in general. Uh, uh, that's why in the movie they gave him a plastic mask, but when they were doing like tests for it, they wanted to give him like an artificial face on top of it, uh, which I think they should have done. But it it, it is a weird mm-hmm. concept that uh, this guy will go crazy and put on this realistic uh, Halloween costume and do stuff. But...
0: Yeah, and the fact that it has like its own set of teeth and stuff. Yeah,
2: it's it, it's, it's weird. <laughs> but uh, he starts, So Peter Parker starts fight. He knows. Uh,
0: he says, "Oh, this is this. not Peter Parker. Yeah. Ben Riley." Ben Riley.
2: So Ben Riley knows
1: that this is,
0: uh, or is it Peter Parker?
1: <laughs> That's what I was like. Uh, like when you're like, this isn't Peter, this is, ben. we'll, we'll get like, to well, okay. it. enough. Yeah. It's going to get enough confusing about explaining it
2: as we, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll explain it at the end mostly for the most part. Cause it's going to get confusing already. Yeah. All right. So Ben starts fighting, He knows the like, Jackal is a bad guy deep down. So he starts fighting the jackals, saying, Must have Jackal saying, must've been the Jackal cause Not miles Warren. Hmm.
0: And like, he even knows to stay away from the claws as he's fighting because he the the tips of the claws are drugged. And again, the knowledge seems to erupt fully formed from some unconscious pocket. Yeah, and then he realizes the uh, he, he,
1: while he's fighting, he's like, "I'm not a maybe. I'm not a monster. Maybe I'm I'm more than a man, but I'm not a monster. Like I, I'm you know a superhero. Basically, he like has that in him where he's mm-hmm. like, I have this power that I can use. Great responsibility. Yeah, that's going to come up a lot. Where he he constantly feels like I have. He feels the hero, the superhero, like in his blood in his dna yeah mm-hmm. so
2: uh he's about to start beating like a uh, wild warrant to death he wants he wants to stop wants to uh uh make his uh the, him proud, but he can't after all this happened if only the day whoever you are could be here for him help, help him out uh help him find his way to it's because he's, he's thinking
1: the, the people he's talking about in that narration he's thinking about uh uncle ben and uh mary jane and gwen and he he doesn't know who they are but he like feels this attachment to them yeah. And he's like the violence that I'm doing right now would appall them. I know that, even though I don't know who they are.
2: But then Gwen Stacy shows up and says, "I know you're not a killer. You're the kindest man as ever lived." And, they, they, and it says how um, if asked, he couldn't tell her, tell you her name, nor she could she tell you his. But each knows they love each other, cherish each other more than life itself. And Peter stops, starts walking towards her, and the embrace, which gives got him the opportunity to hit him, Peter Parker with his claws from behind and knock him unconscious. Yeah, and then no. he t- takes two of them as the police show up and flies off with of them.
0: Yeah, he does like the dumb thing as the police are coming after him. He's like, What? Are you gonna jump off the roof and fly away with- after me? I don't know. That's so. why it's
2: funny because he, this is like a very grim story, but Jackal is written like he was in 60. Like very.
0: Pretty campy, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very
2: like, <laughs> I'm ha, ha, my work is not done yet. My plan will be hashtag. And he flies away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the o- uh, cuts to uh Peter uh, putting on, or Ben putting on Spider Man costume. The uh, the title's now who am i as he yells out loud. Yeah, and
0: then and then we get an evangelion ask sequence of like the uh, Ben's being interrogated by Professor Miles Warren and it's like showing all these like other people like the faces of everyone around them that face and of Miles like,
1: Warren half him half jackal looking so evil and down at him is crazy it's a <laughs> he looks so evil how can this guy not be evil
0: <laughs> it's the jackal side of him
1: yeah the jackal being released.
0: so and they're basically talking to him it's like remember this like think about like uh uncle ben talking to you like when he was a little kid and when he had heard how his like parents had died and he's like no i won't listen but then he's like inserting himself into like uh, little Peter, and then he's running away from Uncle Ben, saying it's my fault that they died, and the, like the jackal picks him up. It's very like you could see it like a very surreal sequence in like a movie. Yes, mm-hmm. like how quickly it's moving from scene to scene. Yeah, it's yeah, obviously
1: I- some kind of like inner torment that he's watching all these traumatic scenes yeah. from his life, where um, he has well, first his parents die, and then he blames himself for that, and then Uncle Ben dies, and that's his fault too. So.
0: And Aunt May is even saying, why, Peter, he loved you so much. Why did you let him die? And the Jackal's like, answer that question, Peter. With his tongue sticking out.
2: Yeah, and the Jackal says, like, <laughs> uh, you want someone some to understand and control the situation. That's why you always blamed yourself for when these, these things happen. And all, Soli, like, all of his, fa- his family in this uh, dream sequence tell me, we, we forgive you, Peter. It's not your fault. And the uh, Jackal says, no, it is your fault. Fuck you. And Peter says, no, you won't confuse <laughs> your lives anymore. And he's just fighting back against the Jackal. And Miles Warren in real life, it's just, uh, outside of this dream sequence, real Miles Warren is like, yes, like all to
1: yeah, yeah, I put, I,
2: yeah. D- that uh, Miles Warren in this Clone Saga is all all courtesy uh basically
0: because yeah. this, this is this is like a five-year plan that he's yeah. planning yeah. right this yes. plan
1: is it's not like that out of the out of the this part at least is like it, this it makes, part uh, later this on part, uh yeah. when they
2: start to see more clones
0: yeah better.
1: this part makes yeah. sense where he's like he he wanted him to struggle with that trauma and uh, become t- emotionally attached to these memories which aren't his really but they he feels mm-hmm. the attachment and then he basically yeah, unifies them and identifies with it under the guise of all those people in his life saying, We don't blame you. You're Spider Man. You're a hero. So he, he yeah. Intends- so, yeah.
0: so now what happens is now the clone thinks 100% I am Spider Man, which is what Warren was trying I to I thought get this at. was a
1: really clever way to because, like, how do you convey the fact that you're trying to make this clone buy into these memories? And I think this was a cool yep. way to do it to have him go through some of them, give him. A challenge in the form of the jackal being like you're not a hero but the people that he has this weird attachment to are like you are you know what i mean and mm-hmm. he, so he had he yeah, yeah he start, i agree he starts to really identify at his core that his identity is spider-man peter parker and so, I thought so that, that, it was really clever i thought
2: yes so yep. uh the way so now uh, uh uh spider-man wakes up first he wakes up and miles borne's him again in a really poignant sequence then he falls asleep again he wakes up in a baseball stadium. This is
0: Ben Ben Riley wakes up.
2: Yes. Ben Riley wakes up in a Spider-Man costume w- with uh, Peter Parker next to him and they both say, "Who the heck are you?" And they're both in a baseball stadium now or uh, I think it's I think it's the college stadium from Peter's College.
0: It's Shea Stadium.
1: This is like that it's like the the meme uh where both Spider-Men are pointing at yes, each other. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: oh my god, it is.
2: So the, so this is where uh so this is like an homage to uh, no, I'll get. To, I'll I'll stay for the end. So it's very confusing. Okay. Okay. So, sure. uh, basically, then it tells a narration of basically what happened during the original, uh, clone, uh, saga from the 70s. Uh, Peter and Ben started fighting each other. Uh, both saying, "I'm the real Spider-Man. Your trick is, you're part Wait, of." Wait, can, uh,
1: can you clarify the timeline here? This is, what do you mean? This is the original?
2: This is the original 70s story arc, but but in, in Marvel timelines, five years ago, from okay. from the from the modern era. Okay. But so, Marvel- so wait,
0: wait, wait. Okay. So they didn't do a time skip after this story was done. This was all just. This is a
2: flashback. This is all a flashback to the 70s stuff to tell new readers more about what Ben's backstory was. Oh, okay.
0: I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I th- I thought this was part of like a nineties actual art.
2: No, this is all back. This is all like I said. It's in the back- it was in the back of the comic. If you're reading the main Spider-Man comic. This guy Ben shows up. And
0: sh- oh if, if anyone's like confused why why me and Phil are just like what's happening here it's because after this is going to happen we're going to skip ahead 5 years but it's going to be told f- like retrospectively so it's like 5 years ago this happened and the 5 years ago this happened takes place after this story yeah, yeah th- so we thought this was in the present then it jumps ahead but apparently this is in the way in the past and, and then it'll just jump ahead a little bit but still talk about the past
2: and and, and to make matters worse uh cuz th- like I said this was all these stories were not meant to be bunched together. They just all for the trade. Uh, these were all written at <laughs> different points in the clone saga. At different, at different points, were decided different things about the, what the, what's, what's continuity and what's not. Uh, so yeah. as far as we are now, Ben's the clone. That's what the story is written, that assumption. Ben's the clone. And so yep. uh, ben, ben, Peter and Ben fight. And meanwhile, the, the uh, uh, Gwen Stacy, uh, which I forgot to mention, so this was not the real Gwen Stacy. This was Gwen Stacy's clone. Uh, uh, Miles yep. clones her first in order to get her
1: back,
0: <laughs> and she basically appeals to Miles' Warren's side of him. Because Let, yeah. let's be real: if you have a cloning machine, you're probably gonna be cloning a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Especially if, if you're Why traumatized not? by the loss of your like obsessive love, that you're just gonna clone her. I guess. Yeah,
0: this student that you love. Yeah, also, so, uh,
1: I will say, I this is the type of comic story in concept that I, I, you know, always make fun of. Where I'm like, fucking clones yeah. everywhere. Everyone's a clone. Who's a clone? But I like that. <laughs> That, that intro waking up of the clone was very well done, very well executed. I... I,
0: I... And I also think on top of it, the thing is, like, this is my first experience with the clone saga. So, like, if you told me Spider-Man has one clone that is just, like, has been cloned from him that's been programmed to think he's Spider-Man to fight with Peter Parker, I'm like, I buy into this. Out of all the comic, like, bullshit, I'm like, this I can buy into. Although I'm also like, why aren't there more, like, clones running around if, like, this dude can make a cloning machine? Yeah. But, like, Reed Richards is the smartest man in the also, world can't the fact or that doesn't.
1: Like, he clones them, but they're not just genetically identical. They have their memories. I'm like, how did that work? But whatever. Yeah,
0: that that's true. So. Yeah, well, that's a fair,
2: that's a fair argument. That's always a weird thing about clones and stuff. But. Yeah, but or but again, have...
1: it, the execution here for me was so well done that I'm like, I, don't, I actually don't give a shit that this is like kind mm-hmm. of weird. That like it, I I can understand when you guys, uh, you and Ryan in particular, are like, yeah, this sounds crazy that this guy ran on a treadmill and punched his mom or whatever. But it's in in <laughs> in execution, it's good. This is one of those times I'm like, this was really uh, well done, and I was very invested in this dumb shit.
0: <laughs> I feel like Phil references Flashpoint as much as I reference Nemesis. <laughs> it's because it's that's
1: so just, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: that's a of stupid. But, so yeah, so yeah. the yeah. Cone Green Stacy basically appeals to Miles Warren's human side, and basically he comes, he comes to the for a moment, and the plan was uh, the two Spider-Men will fight while uh, Ned Leeds, who is uh, for some reason uh, uh, the fat Asian guy in the Spider-Man movies, uh... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah but in yeah. the comics he was a peter parker mirror he, he was um uh, but that's not important i'm not gonna get into that uh, but basically mirror? he was in, he was, in, he, was in, he was in danger he was he was put next to a bomb and so the point was that the we were fighting who, who gets to save ned leaves but miles decides no uh now that i'm, I'm back scene for a second i'm gonna save Ned leaves and basically an explosion uh, he frees ned and a bomb goes off uh like the jackal's dead and then uh in the explosion, uh, it looked like the clone was there too in the original story. And yeah. so Spider Man threw the clone's body in the smokestack, not knowing he was still alive, which was a dick thing to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check for the oh, pulse, Spider Man. That's
1: why the burns.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he wakes up, So the clone wakes up in the smokestack, and he's like, I gotta get back to. Uh, and May, she must be worried about me. I gotta get back to Mary Jane. And he goes back and he sees. Uh, Mary Jane in another Peter Parker's <laughs> arms, and he says, "This must be Miles Wars' real plan to have this clone steal my life from me." Like, mm-hmm. he, and he's about to go enter and confront him, but then
1: uh, he uh, he says. He um, has, like, a, a an explosive pain in his head as soon as he...
0: A psychic explosion that s- started at the roots of my being and radiated up and out, ripping through every cell of my body. What is it? crackoom The lightning strikes. on the claw he says, I threw a tantrum. I kicked, I screamed, I wept, I
2: howled. I prayed. I'm um, an unman, haunted by recollections of an unlife. I prayed there in the rain for help, for even the uh, shred of hope. Because I do, I had what I had to do: collect my memories, pack my b- bag, of program lives, and leave. Leave Mary Jane, leave Aunt May, and Mary Jane the Bugle and ESU. My friends, my enemies, myself. Peter Parker was alive, but I was dead and buried. And somehow, the long years of wandering ahead, I was going to have to resurrect myself. But first, I needed time to grieve and mourn.
1: And it just shows. Oh, Spider Man. Rain falling on uh, Spider Man. He's and just crying soul. in an alley. It, it's it's really well yeah. done because like it, it really does, it's great that you have his perspective. He's like, I'm gonna go home to my wife or whatever, and like. You're like, wait, this isn't my life. Like that is literally (laughs) I I have the attachment and love for all these people, but it's Mm. that was never me. And, like, yeah.
0: I wasn't the person that formed these bonds. Yeah. I just have the memory. Yeah, and that's, like, yeah.
1: I can't <laughs> imagine what that is And
0: like. I was really invested, uh, partly because I'm, I'm writing a book, at least similar with the yourself versus yourself kind of stuff. But it's also because, like, where do you go from here if you have, like, this clone that's, like, I'm attached to all these things. And I have all these memories, but this isn't my life. Like, what do I do? And I'm, like, yeah, what do you do? Whereas the, like the comic book stuff of like ah oh, medieval gangster and you're never gonna stop me Spider Man like that's never interesting to me. Whereas with here it's like I have no idea where you go from here. It's like the cheap artist like the writer thing to do is oh the clone blows up and dies. That way Spider Man doesn't yeah, what That was in the seventies.
2: Like
1: what do we do with the clone? <laughs> yeah.
0: <dies? Whatever." laughs> yeah. Whereas here it's like what would yeah. you do if you were a clone but still it alive? It is crazy
1: <laughs> too because like it, it, I don't know how you're you're not just traumatized for life forever. Like because yeah. like, how do you ever let like, go of those attachments? And that's what a lot of this story ends up being upcoming, which is, like, why I thought mm-hmm. this was so good. Because, like, it, you don't want to fuck up yourself, like, your other self's life and, and yeah. like, take it from him. But at the same time, you're like, but I, this should be mine, but it's not mine. It's just, it's just, know,
0: it's both, it's both, like, a conflict of, like, he kind of does want to kill Peter Parker and just replace him. But he also has the, like, morals of Peter Parker. It's one of those things where we had complained about during, like, the Captain Marvel stuff where it's like the other universe self comes over and they're always like a psychopath murderer that yeah. has no morals or stuff. Whereas here, you see him constantly struggling with the morals, even though he has like nothing to rely on anymore in his life. It's like, if I died, no one would miss me. It's like, why not just kill Peter Parker and do this? But he's constantly fighting back against that because he knows it would be wrong. Yeah, and he tries... To,
1: well, we'll save that for the next part. Yeah. All
2: right, so now we're getting to the next uh, series of backup issues.
0: The Parker Legacy. Yeah, this
2: one is written by... Jimmy we again? But the artist is now John Romita Jr. Uh, John Romita Jr., uh, if you read all these newer stuff, like a lot of people say he's shit. Uh, but uh, when you have him with the right inker, I think he's one of the best. I think he is the best Spider-Man of, of all time. Uh, and mm. I think this, is a, uh, especially when we get to last years, is a really good example of what a great inker can do for his pencils.
0: I th- I think like his form is really good. It's one of those things where like when I was looking at Liam Sharp's stuff, where I'm like, you're really good at drawing like jackals and monsters and grinning evil guys. When it came to like like maybe like women or regular looking dudes, like he just he's incapable of doing it. <laughs> But it's it's sort of like with uh uh Ramita Jr. where I was looking at stuff and some of his men are like a little bit weird sometimes. But he's like, a very blocky bad. That's why I like very bad.
2: That's what I like about it because it's so distinct, it's so his. And it for me this mm. this is this is what Spider Man art looks like to me. He drew Spiderman for so long. Uh this is what I think of Spider Man, I think of John Romita Jr.'s art.
1: And I think mm. you said he did the art for the rest of this now? Yeah. I he did art, the art for
2: last year's too.
1: The art uh, of one character that will show up later is, I think the art defines how good he portrayed. Like how, like, mm, I, can, like I can, the art that. of him yeah. is so good because he he looks kind of weird, but like it's so he he stands out and it, it captures him a lot. Mm. I think, like you said, going back to Liam Sharp stuff, like I'm looking at these Gwen Stacy's and Mary Janes, and like they almost look like goblins themselves. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. They have, no, like, goblin-like he, faces. He, that's, that's
0: yeah, he's really good at, like, drawing Deathshead and not people, though. <laughs> yeah, Deathshead people like, Yeah, God. and Romita Jr., I think, d- draws Spider-Man really well. He doesn't look blocky. When you see Peter Parker, you're like, ugh, right. like, this, this is a WoW character <laughs> or something.
2: Yeah. But I, I also think WoW has a very definitive style that matches it very well, too, for the most part. Um, yes. So, so um, it basically, starts where the last one left off with Spider-Man mooring himself in the rain
1: and we were just saying how he he's like why he wants to kill uh the other peter and just replace him but then here he also is like i just want to kill myself like yeah. like I, I why do i exist if everything i know is not mine and he walks in front of a truck and this his spider sense is going off and he just like just whatever just kill me but he still stops it at the at the last second and he's like shit like i have peter parker's like not wanting to that believing suicide is a sin. Die. Yeah, like, and so
2: he, he fucking yeah. runs at the truck driver, smashes his window, saying, Why do not you kill me? Why do not you kill Tears me? Tears off
0: the windshield, yeah, and yells that at him. And, but then he starts knowing that this man isn't to blame for what's happened. Parker is. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so he goes to sleep uh, under a bridge, uh, hoping it was, this was all a bad dream, but he wakes up, uh, uh, deciding he has to find the courage to live. So... He goes into Peter Parker's apartment and starts stealing uh, shit so he can go on the run.
1: Well, he's like, this is this is a really great touch too because he's like, I I remember <laughs> as Peter Parker that I've been of all these clothes I've been meaning to donate that I haven't donated yet, so I'm gonna wear those, and I know where Peter, me, like what page I left this money in for emergencies. So it's like it, it's like great that he he knows like the ins and outs of this person's life because he like he's like ah I I, rem- I can remember not. Like, I feel like this happened to, like, everyone. Like, like I'm going to donate these clothes that I'm not wearing anymore, and you just, they're in your closet yeah. forever. And it's, like, yeah. such a personal touch that he's, like, this is my stuff that I, mm-hmm. you know...
0: Yeah, here's one homeless man who could certainly use and
1: that. He, and
2: he, even though he, uh, like he said, like, basically his stuff, he feels like he's stealing from somebody else, because he, he feels bad about taking it from Peter Parker, all his all this money and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes... To- he hangs outside of... Like uh, Aunt May's house, real quick yeah. too, because he thinks about like going in to see her, and it's, it's just like a nice moment of him because like he wants to return to her because Aunt May would always find a way to make it better. Yeah. But he's like, I I can't do this. Like I can't put it through I, I'm a man. I'm a Spider Man now.
2: Man. Uh, so he goes to a bus uh, station, and it's basically mm-hmm. he, like, he tells the clerk, uh, I want to go as far away as possible. I don't know uh, San Francisco. And, uh, on the bus, uh, a, a fat guy with glasses starts talking to him, talking about this... Sh- Clifford Gross! Yeah. Good lesson. And I talk about, uh, <laughs> oh, this could be a tough nut, real tough nut, but I bust on my yeah. hope and build my chain up to something special. Uh, you gotta teach the, treat the customer respect, and he's basically like the obnoxious guy in the bus that talks to you, and Peter, uh, Ben is like, look, I'm tired, I'm in a really bad mood, so do me a favor and shut up, you stupid fucking life. <laughs> and you also, yeah. I... And, Just tr- just trying to be friendly you oh, and know no, clifford also mentions his wife and kids that's what makes peter uh Ben say like fuck off uh
0: and he falls asleep yep and it, you get like a nice moment too where it's like it, he feels the inclination to apologize for being so unforgivably rude but it's parker who wants to apologize yeah, yeah. he's yeah.
1: struggling here with like yeah my instincts are telling me that this is wrong but that's really just peter in me like is that is that yeah? Me? Like he
0: doesn't know as as this person as the clone. It's like what would you do in this situation? Not this guy who you just have the memories an yeah. and inclinations of. Yeah,
2: and Peter uh, Ben, goddamn it, <laughs> <laughs> Ben falls asleep on the bus, and he has a dream where all Spider-Man villains are like, "Get up and fight us! Come on!" Uh, and so uh, Ben and Spider-Man starts fighting them, and then Jackal shows up saying, "What are you guys wasting time fighting this goddamn?" Uh, th- th- thing for it. It's not, it's not really a man. It's a, yeah. it's a Pinocchio.
0: Look what's underneath the mask. He pulls off. He takes off the mask, and then it's uh, Peter Parker's face. He's like, Jackal, no, please. He's like, it's human. It's It looks like a human, doesn't. It sounds like one, but look what he really is. And then he starts ripping off his face, and there's just nothing on and him just, like it. his face is zero. An absolute nothing.
2: field experiment. Yep. And Spider-Man uh, falls falling down like a Vortex
1: uh, Begging yeah. for pay With M-A- as much value As a lab rat And yeah. he's As he's falling in He's like That's not true I'm a man Uncle Ben It may Tell them Please And they just look down Kind of yep. like disapprovingly and
0: b- But then he wakes up On the bus And he's The screaming of a bunch Of passengers And it's like spider senses going off And it's because The bus in the rain Is now veering off the road yeah. And so he has, like, the inclination where it's like, I should, I should act as Spider-Man. Like, I need to do something. I need to save them. But the clone himself would rather just see the nightmare just end here and now with everyone. Yeah, he just wants
1: to die at this point. And so Here's he, the question. But, would he die in a car accident? No, right? Probably not. Because he's like, if the Hulk can punch him, I'm like, you don't die in car accidents. <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. But
1: this is one of those things where
0: like, I was so kind of like interested in the story. I wasn't no, thinking I too I, much about I, like the fact that he could punch. I didn't think yeah. about that while yeah, You're either. right though. He wouldn't, he wouldn't die. Yeah, even probably... if the
1: truck hit him, he wouldn't die. But it's like, uh, like how do you yeah. kill yourself as fucking Spider-Man?
2: And so he, he basically yeah. like stuck, like, do I save the bus for now? And but mm-hmm. luckily the bus driver manages to get the bus on course and get him off road. But they they blew out a tire in the process, so everyone on the bus has to get off uh, and go to a nearby hotel.
3: Yeah.
0: And I, I like this because I was so ready for the like I was looking out for all the comic book tropes. So it was like Sly, where you read manga and they're like Shonen, and you're just waiting for all like the Shonen tropes to come in. You're like, ah, oh, whatever. Like I was waiting for him to be like, I right, even though I'm a clone, I'm still a good decent person. I was waiting for him to stop the bus, but he yeah. doesn't. He just sits back and lets this he happen. But and then in like, the end,
1: doesn't save save the bus.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I like that kind of like seeing that struggle in a character where they don't do the right thing yeah. when the right thing comes up. Yes.
1: Uh,
2: so then uh, uh, everyone else, go- everyone else on the bus is going to- towards the free hotel. A hotel offered to give him a free room, but Ben is like, "I'm just going my own way." But uh, uh, Clifford Gross is like, "Hey, you're going the wrong way!" And he's like, "And then he's <laughs> like, uh, what do you want to go around in the highway and a rotten night like this for anyway?'" And Ben's like, "But wants to tell him to piss off again." But he's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll go with you." And so then he starts talking about the the he starts, they start talking at the hotel
0: and uh... they're at like the bar inside the hotel and like uh, Clifford Gross is like you know you're hurting buddy, you know life turn around, bit you on the butt. I understand because like I'm like you, you know, but the wife left me. the kids decided I'm the biggest yuts on two <sighs> feet. And his business has been running into the ground. And Spider-Man is just like angry and drunk. And he's, like, and, and he, said, but he says um, like, oh, I
2: thought you were this, this uh, big man. But goes like, no, nah, I, was, I was like playing all that stuff up. I talk big. But I'm just a big, worthless nobody. Sometimes I think if I just sit up here for the world, I'd have no impact. No one would notice. No one would care. Stupid, huh? And and Ben just knocks <laughs> over his chair and saying, not stupid, little man. Not stupid at all. Because you're right. You are nothing. A shadow of a man. Faceless, worthless, useless. So why should do it, huh? Why don't you just fucking disappear and never come back? And he starts breaking, kicks over yeah, a table,
1: yeah. starts throwing it's obvious, like, furniture he's around. Like, he's half mostly yelling this at himself, but he's taking it out on Clifford Gross because he sees himself in there. He's like, "Yeah, you should just disappeared. Like I should too." Yeah. yeah,
0: but then. And even the bartender pulls a gun on him because he's like, all right, like, you've had two beers. get out of my bar. And then he, like, grabs his arm and starts twisting it. He's like, ah, oh, my wrist! Uh, ben ben like, starts you doing, have ben, no idea Ben's, what I'm capable ben of. And starts using his uh, spamming yeah.
2: powers to break his wrist. And he basically he uh, uh, he stops and, uh, he, before he does anything serious, and runs away with uh, the, the bartender in pain and uh, 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 Mr. Gross looking very
1: confused. He's, like, ashamed and, here. He's, yeah. like, why do they have to call me from someone who feels ashamed every time he hurts someone?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone that doesn't drink. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, and, so he's, like, super drunk, too.
0: <laughs> and so
2: he's, like, uh, the, the bartender probably called, please saw me. I gotta go now. But uh, as he's walking through the hotel hallways, he's going off,
1: and uh, he kicks down the door, and sees.
0: Thinking that it's, like, a villain, want, like, Electron or Craven yeah, or Dr. Octopus. He wants yes, but,
1: it to be one, and so he can... Spew his pain at that per- person, feed his rage mm-hmm. to them. Yeah.
2: But no, it's Clifford girls yeah. putting a gun to his mouth. And Ben drums uh, at him and, and, and knocks the gun out of his hand. And uh, Clifford says, Why'd you stop me? You're the ones that told me I was worthless. I said I should just disappear. And Ben screams, I was wrong. I was wrong. And he says, Okay, you lost it all. Maybe it's a bust in disguise Maybe that means you can start over again from scratch, build something better. Maybe it's not the end of your life, but the beginning and uh they basically talk until morning comes the uh the
0: has a bus he, he he gets back on yeah he gets back on the bus and clifford's like you know what i'm gonna go see my kids i'm gonna try and convince them that their old man's not such a big yutz
2: and uh he yes he um ben, uh, ben what he's gonna do and ben says going back to so the question but going forward i might have some possibilities and so they say goodbye but uh clifford says, wait you never told me your name and uh uh, ben mails it out but they can't hear all the sound of the bus uh, uh, motor uh but uh he says uh this is the first time he says my name is ben ben riley ben for uncle ben and riley for ma's maiden name and and basically Mm. this is going to be his new identity going forward
0: yeah and so um this to me is like the 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 midsection of this tale and i i was really enjoying like i was i was feeling ben's pain i liked that this character was like birth from nothing and like i had a struggle that i really i, I didn't like understand it because you can't know what this is like but you you feel bad for it. you're like man what would you do if you woke up and you had like no life and it was really interesting and cool and then now we're gonna skip ahead to what was it like three years later yes and now we're gonna get into like way more of a comic book story where I was like, "Oh, really?" I, I, I thought I really when liked... you say
2: comic book story, it is very gritty. This is a very gritty fucking comic. That is that it is, is that is it a is very mis- mis- miscalculation, Daryl. I'm protesting that right now. This is what, this <laughs> okay. this is like strike a fucking, it from the record. <laughs> this is like Daredevil season one. You're gonna say Daredevil season one is all comic book bullshit? A,
0: a little bit. That is. A little it is, funny. but not, but not like but, not, but <laughs> you're, you're, you have to, like
2: you can't you can't say comic book bullshit all of it. Like there's difference between. A very gritty. It's not.
0: Uh, I didn't say all of it was. But it's a, it,
2: this is a very gritty downturn of story. There is very. There's no costumes involved in the story whatsoever. There's no supervillains. villains. It is all just.
0: Uh, but but there is villains, and for me, I'm way more interested in what if. What would you do about yourself if like you hated yourself, kind of a thing, rather than like how do you, uh, you know, rectify this? Along with there's a mob boss controlling. So, yeah,
2: how, so yeah. how so how do you uh not get what makes Kane so great in the story then? That's what Cain... That's what to I have... thought too. I'm like Kane Kane is great.
1: <laughs> I like Kane. He's Kane, Kane, set of, Kane set said off set off Mike died. If Kane
2: died, he would not give a shit. So I'm like, fuck you, Dell. Okay. Uh, so
0: <laughs> No, I said I said he should have died. We'll, we'll get we no, it. No,
2: Cain Kane's should live forever. Marvel keeps trying to kill him off, but, <laughs> but Marvel. So like I said, uh, this is what I mean when uh when I said uh Romita does really great with gay inks, uh, so the inker uh, for this comic is Klaus jansen and it might seem weird i'm pointing out the inker but Klaus jansen is one inker that is so famous that he's like the only inker people can name off the top of their head because uh oh. frank miller's daredevil like the daredevil uh speak of daredevil season one that's basically based off frank miller's daredevil but when people talk about uh his daredevil they don't talk about frank miller's pencils they, call, they talk about Klaus jansen uh, jansen's inks which tells you a lot about how good of an inker he is that
0: I could see this, this was actually giving me a lot of Daredevil Season 1 vibes, yeah. a bit like going
1: through it. So it's like, it's like that gritty noir crime drama where like, yes, as, very as, noir. as the, it starts, it's like, uh, it's an interstate in Salt Lake City, crowded traffic, you know, it's like, it's very uh, noir style. In so a good op- way. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. so it opens with uh, more uh, car accidents as a truck driver uh, uh, has a heart attack while driving on a rainy road. But and this time Ben decides I'm gonna save this truck driver and he and he manages to grab the wheel, uh, keep him from going off the road and uh, pulls the uh, driver uh, out of the car at, uh, as the truck crashes anyway. And, and, he, y- starts with- and
1: he saves the car that it was gonna crash into and gives the guy CPR. And, and he's
2: then- starts saying, "You're not gonna die, hear me? Yeah. You're not gonna die." So this is already clearly a very different Ben than the last story where he's uh, now in more into.
0: He's got uh,
1: long hair now. He's got a big jacket. Yeah, it's
0: it's one of those where he's like he's he's found his place as the drifter. Like he even says like I'm a I go from place to place. I'm like a loner. But he's very much about committed to saving people when he like runs across
1: them. Yeah. And so and so he calls uh, himself the Jack Kerouac of the Clone Saga or something. Uh, so and so he <laughs> so he
2: goes from uh, with his long hair and motors like so he drives from place to place drifting. And so in the narration, he, this is all uh, past tense. Now, like Daryl suggested in the beginning, and the important thing is uh, that now this happened later in the actual canonical Clone Saga. The story was released later, and by this point, they they had a twist. Peter, the Peter we know all along was the, was a clone. Ben was the real uh, Spider Man. When they fell unconscious during that Jackal fight, they switched spots. Uh, I hated those-
1: that they told me that this was the real one because I would mm-hmm. have liked that throughout this. There's two people who. Don't know exactly. Who, they they think that they know who's the clone and who's not, but I wish that I didn't know I, too. I, yes.
0: But Phil, what if you don't know? I still so, don't know. Really. Yeah,
2: the funny thing is, uh, you still read. You still got the same same uh, sense because they were wrong. they the wrong in story. It turns out Peter was the real. Like it's, it's, uh, it's okay. <laughs>
0: it gets confusing. That, is it, is it. Isn't there three clones and Peter's like the real one, and then this story is about two clones. There
2: are. Four name clones, and there's an army <laughs> of clones that show up for like a, a, a one star yard. Like you said, like you said, if you can make life, why wouldn't you just make a million? That's basically what Jackal does. He just fucks up Peter, saying, "Here's my
0: clones. Fuck you. I can do whatever I want. I can make a million clones." That's actually what Jackal does, but. <laughs> I was trying to look up some things. I'm like, man, because after we end this, this isn't going to end with Ben Riley going. Oh gosh, golly, gee! I'm Peter Parker. Better go back to Mary Jane. She sure must have missed me. So that's,
2: that's why, I, like, I wanted to ease you guys into it. It gets very confusing, and uh, I—that's I, uh, the one thing I wish the story was told not in the in modern uh, Ben sense, but it doesn't get to the way that much. Only a few panels where they say, like, now I know this, but. I did it back then, but for the most part, it does not allude to the modern day
1: continuity as much. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's only it's tough because it's only in the narration boxes where it's like, you know, I didn't know I was Peter and back then, but I do now. Where it's like the narration is a big part of this too. It it definitely does stink reading that, yeah. especially if like you know it's changed canonically later that this isn't actually Peter Parker. This is
1: still like Daryl saying, "Uh, very narrative." focused, and there's three narrators throughout this story, and you can tell who they are by the style of the narration boxes, so you have, like, the clean edges mm-hmm. is Ben Riley, and then we get a new character introduced with, like, uh, rougher edges. <laughs> he's, like,
0: the full, the, com- the full Caps Lock comic stuff with, yeah, frayed edges, yeah, and he, and this is Kane. He's
1: got giant, shaggy head of hair, big beard and mustache. And, uh, he's, a boy,
2: and, and he's purposely, uh, I believe, bulkier than Peter. Uh, yes,
1: and, and this is what, I, he's the guy who was saying that, like, his art is so good, because He's almost cartoonishly like large, like, yeah. but it, it's like a man beast. Yeah, exactly. He looks, he does look like a like the wild man, and it, it looks mm-hmm. good, like it, it fits him really well. Yeah. And so this is this is this is awkward.
2: This this it had to come into pl- this this confusion has to come into play anyway because so Kane's backstory is that Kane was the first stab of making Ben Riley, and he was a failure. His body is slowly generating over time. And so, Jack was like, you're worthless. I have a yeah. question.
0: So, when this story came out, was Peter Parker, were they trying to say that Peter Parker was Kane, or was Kane a separately... K- a separate Kane, Kane was always considered, like,
2: you're, not, you're nobody, Kane. You're just a failed experiment. He was literally what he called Ben in the, okay. in the
0: dream. Because I was wondering if the, the clones that switched places when, you know, Peter put him into the smokestack <laughs> or whatever, if one of them, because I assumed one was Kane and the other was Ben
1: Wait, Riley. there weren't two. There was only <laughs> one. There was only
2: one. You're getting into what they actually did in the Clone Saga. That's where spider sight comes in. That's... No, not not getting to that. What? Okay, wait. (laughs) spider (laughs) sight
1: I thought Kane was the original clone from that first thing we read.
2: No. uh, No, I doubt that... No. No. He got... got, (laughs) That stuff is all Ben before he got mine erased. And replaced replaced with Beta. No, but... but, uh,
1: Okay, so, hold on. What what we've read up to this point... (laughs) Not not even anything outside of this. What we've read up to this point, there were two Peter Parkers. One was yes, a clone yes. and they neither knew who was the real clone yeah so and isn't really, that like, isn't that Ben Riley and Kane those two people Ben Riley and Peter.
0: That's see, Phil, I thought the exa- exact same thing. Even when I finished this, and when I was reading through this, I'm like, wait, this this wasn't Ben Riley and Kane where one of them's the real Peter. Instead, this is like this story is just Ben Riley and Kane two clones oh fighting each other. my I'm
2: I'm glad I'm glad you have this confusion because this is like the clone saga <laughs> getting into it.
1: But because this is this is this is so this is to me this like kills this story because I I <laughs> I thought it was so cool how there was one real Peter, but, but, one hey, clone.
2: Wait, wait, so. Counterpoint, though. That, that's, that's what Kane <laughs> thinks. So that's, that's why I was gonna say it comes into play. They had, they had to bring it up because oh. that's what Kane believes P, uh, Ben is the real Peter. That's why he tore him, but basically Kane's thing is he wants to torture Ben because as far as uh, Kane knows, he, Ben is the real Peter. He won't tell Ben he is the real Peter because he wants to torture him, uh, because, because he stole uh, Kane's life and Kane's mind.
0: But then the problem is, then Ben's like, I didn't know I was actually Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, because um, uh, but like Ben, but but Ben but doesn't know. That's why Cain, Kane, Kane was tormenting
2: him for no reason in Ben's mind. In Ben's mind, but he he was, but for in Cain's mind, he knew that uh, supposedly that man. This is gonna be impossible to understand for viewers. Uh... All right, so okay, okay, so here's here's the timeline. Uh, Kane was created first. He was a failure. Ben was created next. He's the clone we've been following until now. Yeah. Then what happens is, um, during the last years, Kane started hunting Ben because he thought Ben was the real Peter. And as far as they knew, that was the case. And it turns out later on, that was the case.
0: (laughs) But, but that he was the real Peter? Well, but no, no, no. wait. Who's with who's with Mary Jane? Peter Parker. So, while this
2: is all happening, there's a Peter Parker with Mary Jane. That's the Peter Parker you saw um, spooning Mary Jane in that uh, rain sequence.
3: Spooning
1: (laughs) in the rain.
2: (laughs) Oh, so I I have to. explain I have then. <laughs> <Ryan comes laughs> back when you need
3: okay, to. Okay, so
1: this
2: story came no, out wait, here.
1: even if this is true that Kane came first and was a failure, that's none of this is in this story. So when you're reading this, it none of yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me cuz like,
0: yeah, because like like Phil, I thought this was just about the first two clones from that fight before, and it's a twist reveal where Ben Riley well, is the Yeah, I didn't Peter think there were two clones. And th- this was, was the clone out of the vat. Right.
1: I thought there was one clone, one Peter. These are the two people in the story yep. that they're fighting each other. Neither knows Who's the real Peter? But Ben thinks it's not him. Kane thinks it's Ben, but neither is sure. And I'm like, that's interesting, because they both don't know who the real Peter Parker is. They
2: don't. They don't, though.
1: They really but, don't. But but now, but the narrator knows.
2: <laughs> no, but he doesn't, though. That's the, that's the funny thing. He doesn't know. Oh well,
0: uh, yeah, he thinks he knows, but it's Oh my god,
2: to. it's really it's you're really, being lied to. I really to through th- this is stuff I gloss over. What I care about is the stuff you're talking about for. Where what would you do if you're the clone? What would you do if you you're a clone? Uh, that's what I find interesting about this tale, and getting into the actual canon, that's that's where people say the story is completely irredeemable shit, and I think that's not fair mm-hmm. to the actual good writing going on here.
0: Yeah, I don't think it, it- the writing is good, I don't think it's irredeemable, and it's very interesting, it's just like, if you just removed any instances in which Ben thought he was Peter Parker, I think this would be a pretty swell story because it doesn't even come up, he doesn't experience any time throughout the story where he's like, what if I am Peter Parker? It's just like the narration keeps clogging it up occasionally. It's because,
2: it's because these, these are having a uh, time, basically you bought this because you're reading Spider-Man at a time, and you want to learn more about him. Yeah, ben. and you're expecting, it's like, oh, this is
0: actual Peter Parker.
2: Yeah, so, so to, to clean things up for our audience, the, the canon, while it was happening, Ben just got, got uh, just, uh, Ben still thinks he's a clone. <laughs> Okay, Kane, and, and she, Kane yeah.
1: thinks that Ben is the real Peter Parker, and that he's the clone. That Kane, yes. is, Kane thinks Kane is the clone, and that that yeah. yep. that Ben is the real Peter Parker, and he's been he's been hunting him <laughs> for the past three years. And he doesn't say he's going to torture him until the end of this. He's like, I've just been following him, and yeah, I had
0: assumed that he's just like I have to tell Peter Parker that he is Peter Parker, I have to tell Ben that you're Spider Man. But he, he says like he Spider-Man. knows the
2: truth, but he he doesn't want to. A part of him wants uh, Ben to suffer. He doesn't want him to know the truth.
0: I-, I assumed it was the same part of him where it's just like Ben Riley is like a part of him wants well, that, to that
2: suffer. Important. That's an important, be that's important, important point because this is the, the transition from... K- Kane basically hits the same point that Ben hit where he wants to be a bad person, but he wants to be a good person too. And that's where the story mm-hmm. comes into play. So uh, Kane, uh, this, this bear man, is in a, a diner... And a, a prostitute comes up to him, saying, "Hey, you want to have a good time?" And Kane just ignores her. So her, her pimp is like, "Yo, you think you're too good for my girl?" And Kane just slams the guy's head uh, head into the bar uh, table and just throws him away. And, and he gives uh, the woman
1: some free, a free change before walking out. And this is where he meets uh, another lady who says, "What's your name?" And he's like, "I don't have a name. I was never born. But you could call me Kane." <laughs> Yeah, so yeah.
0: This, this is... And this is also why I thought it was just, like, the two of them. Because I was like, oh, Kane and the real Peter Parker is Abel. And he's like, I'm going to go kill you, brother. That is basically what Kane thinks he's doing.
2: So, uh. yeah. So uh, the woman he met was uh, Louise uh, Kennedy. And uh, she's meeting with a guy called uh, Jimmy the Mouth. And she punches him in the stomach as she grabs uh, Kennedy's arm. And it cuts to her later with her partner, Detective Raven, who's this older uh older uh uh
1: guy this
0: if you remember we said that there's three narrators this is our third narrator yep. he's in like blue t- uh rounded text box. so they're yes.
1: they're both cops and she's with Jimmy the mouth is a mobster and she's undercover in that organization uh working with detective Raven on the case to try to bring down the mob
2: yeah and so yep. and uh but detective Raven can tell like uh she was really smitten with Kane because she's just she's just uh thinking about him as just, instead of uh, trying to talk to him. Uh, so it cuts to the uh, jail. Yeah, it cuts uh, to the jail with the main, main mob yeah, boss Tannen. Tannen, mob boss Tannen is, and basically, yep. uh, he's just smack talking uh, like, um,
0: yeah, it's just basically, it's like you have a corrupt guard here, and he's like, "Good, like make this person suffer outside of prison." I, I like, I want him to suffer. Yes. So it's, the mob boss is still running things from inside
2: the yeah, bars. He tells, he tells uh, the, the guard that he wants somebody to suffer for later to him, and yeah, I, then it cuts no, to Ben. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Ben get, gets a job at the local uh, university as a teacher, a teacher, a TA at the science department, and he's basically – he forges, like, his resume and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I worked with this guy, and I I went here. Uh, and this is, again, in his narration, he's like, I I, I didn't do any of this because I'm a clone of Peter Parker, so I, I – since every since my, when everything
0: you've yeah. ever believed about yourself turns out to be a lie, how can the truth possibly matter? So like it doesn't matter, and if once he gets found out, whatever, like he'll he'll just uh, drive out he's of still, here and go find he, a new. He still feels
1: Uncle Ben saying like like how important honesty is, and he feels bad about it. But he's like like Daryl said, he's like I need some money for my next travel, and then I'll move on. So he's like he applies for this job, he gets the job, and then at a diner he meets uh, a redhead. Ginny. Yep. Who looks like Mary Jane? Yeah,
0: which was the interesting thing. Where it's live is like Gwen Stacy's always the one she loved. Because as soon as this came up, and it's Janine, I was like, oh my god, just Mary Jane 2.0 over here.
2: Yeah, she has. She does. She actually bears a lot of resemblance to Mary Jane. uh, Which is it is Mm. is funny that you pointed out.
0: Mary Janine. (laughs) Janine.
2: (laughs) So Janine (laughs) and him uh, basically hit it off immediately. So they started chatting for like an hour about. Even also, the
1: important the cop is here too. Uh, yeah, no, he's, Raven he's shows up to
2: interrupt the conversation. And uh, as soon as she shows up, Janine starts acting clearly scared. And, and uh, uh, Ben no- knows it notices this.
1: And Ben's like weirded out because he's like, I'm a good judge of character, and the cop seems like a good guy, he seems like a really yeah. decent guy, but for some you might reason, have Uncle Ben specifically he said, like, yes, you Uncle Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, But for some reason, Janine's on edge around him, which is weird. And so, she, I thought this was interesting because I'm like, well, That is a pretty weird thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, what is, what is going on here? But yeah, she's mean, like, well, does that guy scare you? And he's like, no,
2: I don't, it doesn't scare me. And Ben's like, okay, then uh, I must have read her wrong. Uh, she's, yeah, I guess you did. But uh, Ben's like, want to go uh, out? Yeah. and
0: uh, Yeah, I'm new in town. I know it's lame, but I swear it's true. And she's like, I, I don't think so. And he goes, okay, no big deal. And then from behind him, she goes, yes. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yes. He's he like, yes.
1: Yeah. And, and, I like and, it and, <laughs> and,
2: and one thing I like about the story is the Mixed the narrator, so um, the narration box now says, well, what was it that drew me to her? But now it's King talking because yeah, he's I thinking like about, he, he's falling in love with... Uh, Luis.
0: Luis. Luis, yes. The cop that's undercover. Yeah. And th- that's the other thing, too, is, like, at least speaking to the strength of this story uh, here, is that it's not something you can just, like, breeze by real quickly and not pay attention to anything. It's, like, you have to be cognizant of what's going on, especially, like, we have, like, Ben here, the clone, and Kane here, the clone, and there's, they both like girls, and then there's an undercover, like, mob story yeah. going on in this small town to pay attention to. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of players and acts. It felt very much like a, like, a, a play or something. What I also
1: liked, too, is that it is Salt Lake city and Peter or Ben talks about the fact that it's like an alternate version of New York where people still have like a lot of like hope and naivete and stuff where he's like in in this city in particular, it has the hustle and bustle, but people here like believe they have more faith and that he, he's like drawn to that. And he, he finds like, he feels like he's at home, like a second home here, which that was really interesting too. As Mm -hmm. like a setting for this place. Cause I I don't think I've read stuff in Salt Lake city as a setting before. It's always like it's New York or Chicago or something. Yeah. Um, so I thought yeah. that was an interesting setting um, and you do need to pay attention because like, there's a lot of double crossing going on too here yeah, so we, so have- yes. we have like, yeah. so
2: Luis blow, blow, blows her cover to, during a drug operation uh, and pulls out her gun on her the guy she's dealing with uh, she thinks it's one guy but it turns out he brought his friends and they pull their guns on Her Her. and then then Kane Kane jumps through
1: the window. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah. Again. And here's where
0: we get like him being like the big bear man, just slamming people's heads into the ground. His hands are as big as their heads. I was just going to say his hands are literally bigger than their heads. Like it is,
1: he looks like so out of proportion to everyone else, but it it really fits him, I think. Like he Mm -hmm. does look like a bear man. (laughs) And yeah, he smashes their heads. And uh, she said, Louise said, she told me she wasn't even afraid of she wasn't afraid of me she told me she wasn't even surprised i was there she felt the same obsession compulsion uh burning inside of her burning she says so now what and he goes i can think of a few things and then they bone like yeah (laughs) yeah but we (laughs) cut away from the
2: boning to cut to it's like the ray of missing a bus and um so uh he's he's just thinking about like now he has to go walk uh Home to his family. And he
1: also points out here that uh, he always misses the bus by just a few seconds, and he's like, "God wants me to move around so that I don't yeah. get fat." Because mm-hmm. he's a he's a devout Mormon too, and that comes up a lot too. Because he's like, I guess it's God's plan that I, I just I, I eat too many donuts and that to this move. happens. To yeah, that. he
2: says God's plan that he misses the bus because th- uh, that's why he wasn't home that night. Because what happens is that guy, that blob boss, heard his name? Tannin. Tannin's
1: goon, Tannen, goons, Tannen. Grab T- him.
2: goons grab him. They come in the car, grab him, put him in the car. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Ben is driving, uh, one motorcycle is driving near the same area. He gets, his spice sense is going, starts going crazy. So he starts running into a nearby house where it's the, the sense is leading him and the house explodes. And later it turns out this is Detective Raven's house and Detective yep. Raven's family inside his house. And Ben runs yep. in uh, and saves um, the wife and son from the rubble. Yeah. He pulls them out. Yeah. And- uh, he says he was, he was at times about how he felt the acceleration and he felt like Spider-Man again do, uh, saving those two people. And uh, we cut to uh, Luis and Kane <laughs> poised Uh she gets, she gets the news that uh, This is also
1: uh, here I, this is what I mentioned about the burns. You can see that Kane's really burned on one side of his body. Th- those that's, are... That's the cellular generation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thing of it, it's, it's his face is burned. Here, it's like he's got these weird, like, veiny, dark red, or, like, pink.
1: But I thought when you said the smokestack thing, I'm like, oh, these are his smokestack burns. But I mean, no, he no, no. Yeah, they but don't those mention are... the cellular generation until later. Yeah, so, because
2: so, so yep. he's a failed clone, he's slowly going to die eventually, a, a very young death. Yep. He's like, Solid Snake and Minigar Solid. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Fox die. Uh, so... <laughs>
0: Just slides brain working overtime, being like, uh, uh, Fox. No, it was
2: really was a half ass reference to Fox, die. At the end of it, you one. Die,
0: die.
1: Uh, <laughs> Good old liquid.
2: And, and so, uh, Luis is shaking up about, about this. Uh, and she says that uh, they're both in the hospital, you don't know if they're gonna pull through. And she tells Kane, Hold me, Kane, hold me, and don't ever let go. And Kane's narration says, Never. Believe it or not, Luis, I'm still holding you, even today, even after what I did, holding tight.
1: And again, so interesting to me, because I'm like, what happens? Like, like I, yeah. I, I just found this, this whole story really interesting.
2: Uh, so it cuts to that uh, the, the son uh, and uh, wife in the hospital. Ben is inspecting them, but he's like saying, no, uh, this is the end of my involvement. Uh, uh, I'll let Detective, the cops and Detective Raven take care from now on. They can take care of themselves. And it cuts to Detective Raven, who to his head, and bound and gagged. All right, so now it's issue two.
1: Basically starts out with uh, Ben talking, like I said before, about how Salt Lake City is a cool city. Uh, he, he fell mm-hmm. in love with it. It's people were streets were clean, people had a smile, and kind of for each other. The world was pregnant with hope. Um, hope was a precious commodity for me. And then we go to the car where they're beating up uh, uh, Raven, so, yeah. the, the detective. And in the middle, the pistol of, whipping yeah, him. In the middle of the road, we see Ben Riley again. This is why he slides. It's like Daredevil because he he's not wearing a costume. He just like has like rags on his face. Yeah. Um. And yeah. he basically busts through the car, uh, saves Detective Ray It's Ray like Ray a, a serious going. version
2: of that scene. Deadpool and Deadpool breaks up the car. Uh,
0: yeah. And he pulls out the detective, and then he's just beating the shit out of the, the rest of yeah, these he... guys. And then he tells the detective after he saves him, it's like, "You got nothing to fear from me." And the detective says, in that instant, I heard his voice and knew i did
2: Yeah, and so then uh, Lu- uh, Louise shows up uh, uh, with the police and she. Mm-hmm. The undercover yeah, she cop. tells. Uh, because she's part of the Raven and tells him that, oh, it's your, it's your son and boy. It's your son and boy in the hospital. And uh, so, Ben. Your wife
1: and your son. Your son oh. and your boy. <laughs> What'd I say? Your son and your boy. <laughs> your son and your and boy. And he says, uh, and Ben says, like. <laughs> He Again, going back to the power responsibility thing, he's like, whether I like it or not, uh, I'm addicted kind of to, like, fighting. I
0: was so hooked on Spider-Man's power that power, that's what it always comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. And then and Kane's watching him, I almost cried out for him to stop. Riley, I wanted to say, let's kill the past, destroy the future, stand face-to-face face as friends in the now. And this is where I was like, I didn't feel like he wanted to yes. kill me. It's yeah. just like but, but he said, watching he says, him, not knowing how to approach him. But he says,
2: him. it's because Louis Kennedy's making him change his ways.
1: He says like... No, surely... but even earlier, he says a part of me wanted... He, he he's str- he's struggling,
0: he's struggling. I, I think as he starts deg- degrading, he starts going crazy, which makes sense. Yeah,
2: he does... Uh, he does go. He does get darker, but he's he's struggling between uh, the good side and the bad side here. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he, he could just tell P- uh, Ben, "Hey, you're Peter Parker. Uh, you shouldn't don't feel bad about yourself." And Ben be like, "Yeah, we're brothers, and they will live a happy life together." But he doesn't because part of him uh, is succumbing to, what he keeps calling the darkness, but he sees Louise as a light in the darkness, and she think he thinks uh, she's changing him.
1: Yeah. So we go back to. Um... And, and what was get.
2: The, but' oh, Sorry, real quick. And the degradation, by the way, it shows up here. He said basically, we don't know it's degradation yet. I, I, I'm explaining it now. But he, he's getting all these pains. And he says, like, I lived pay pain my entire life. And, uh.
0: I, I, see, when this happened, I knew it was because of, like, the clone stuff. Because it's one of the things I was wondering. It's like, how do you 100% know you're a clone? And it's like, if your body starts falling apart because you weren't meant to last, I was like, that's a probably telltale yeah. sign of that. I right, sorry, go yeah. ahead, yeah.
1: No, I, I was actually going to bring that up too when okay. I saw it. That like it it, it is uh, they don't say it yet, but it's like it is again that common not common, but like you see this in fiction sometimes where you have like the Frankenstein monster or the whatever mm-hmm. that's meant. It's life was created where it wasn't meant to be, and they they they're not going to get a full life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we go back to the prison, and he's like uh, the, the guard, guard tells him the guard basically tells like, Tannen uh, that uh, yeah, we got the the boy and the son, no, also the but, wife. <laughs> The wife died but yes. the son got and survived
0: and it, it's a small interaction too but I like that the guard like in order to talk to Tana he starts like shit talking him where he's like you're reading a magazine like some woman and so Tana starts yelling I was like don't talk to me like that scum and as he goes to like grab the guard that's when they start whispering these things to each other I'm like oh that's much smarter yeah. than just like a guard coming up and being like hello Mr. Mob I Boss here's the report <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and then so they the believable. funeral of uh, the wife uh, Raven uh, and Raven. Louise Raven. are at the funeral now uh, yeah and uh I don't think it's just it's it's, it's, it's a church. It's just in but church, church, a church, right? church is empty. Oh, right. yeah.
2: but, but Raven is now mourning uh, his wife, and Louise comforts him, puts her hand on his hand. But yep. uh, when she I, shows up, yeah. uh, he walks away, and uh,
0: he says that he was mad at God. Himself. Yeah,
2: he wasn't mad at Tan. He wasn't like, mad, at so himself, mad at himself. He's mad at God now, and yep. and that's yeah. a struggle. Raven goes through, but like he's trying to find hope in this very uh, grim and gritty world uh, where no. And uh, mm. now God is like since be spying him, giving him more shit to deal with. Uh, yeah.
0: Ben Riley meets up with Janine. She's well, first he goes to uh,
2: he goes to uh, college, and he teaches. And he, he's like,
1: it might be possible to create life. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, fucking know it is. Yeah, and then he, then he
2: sees <laughs> Janine at the school, and he remembers, oh shit! Without well, saving you know, that that fucking kid and uh, um, the wife, uh, I, I blew up Janine. And he's like, oh, um, I'm, I'm, um, hey, Janine, uh, I forgot that I had an emergency, and I didn't have your phone number. Uh, look, this, that sounds like a name. But it probably is. Uh, do you think we could go for dinner tonight? she's like, no, we're going for lunch right now. And she grabs his arm and they go to
1: lunch together, which I thought was a cute (laughs) interaction. I thought so too, yeah.
0: But then they have this weak thing, and part of me, like, wasn't super, especially because I thought that, because this was the real Peter Parker, I'm like, Janine's not going to fucking last if she's not, like, actual... Peter, like, uh, she's not actually Mary Jane or something with, like, a mind or memory. <laughs> she's a clone still. of Mary
1: Jane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but even then, if this is the real Peter Parker, he wouldn't be with her. But as they're going out, like, they, they hang out with, like, a week, just uh, being pals and slowly, like, falling in love with each other, more or less. A- and during – at night, he puts on the mask, and he's trying to find out Tannen's, like – um uh, his plot, yeah, and planning. it's like you those know, fucking up, like, all these range.
1: montages where it's like they, this, they press. This is what I was saying about like like comic
0: booky kind of stuff where it's like, and then at night I'm a i am I do comic This is like one page. This, this is literally one up. page entire fucking comic.
2: yeah. Like yeah.
0: most of it is based most so of it is like based at... on the fucking drama, and you focus on one page, think
2: wow, the whole comic is <laughs> comic book bullshit now. All that drama Kane and Ben, it's all gone. It's just <laughs> comic book drama now.
1: And even even the bottom of this page is a nice scene where uh, Luis and Kane are watching the stars above the city, and. Uh, he basically basically says, Look at the stars, the great flaming lights fighting against the darkness of the sky. That's you, my light in the darkness. And she's like, I don't know, I think my light died a long time ago. And he's like, No, uh, we're both scarred. That's why we're together. No, but
2: wait, first, she tries to pull back his hair, revealing that what looks like his burned face was actually (laughs) his generation going on. And, uh, Kane says, No, but at least insists saying, We've got nothing to hide from each other. We're both scarred. That's why we're together, isn't it? Because we, we know we're the same. And Kane's like, No, we're not the same. Uh, you have no idea who I am, and Louis says, "Yes, I do. You're the night nice sky. You're uh, you're the darkness, and that's why I love you." And Kane says, "Like that it's was a, one night a nice scene. Yeah, he does one night that he was happy. He remembered being happy.
1: Yeah. Then we see uh, back at the hospital. The the detective Raven doesn't even go see his son because he can't face him after the wife dying. Like he, how do you tell your kid like your mom's dead?" Uh, which I think is really sad, like a really heartbreaking yep. thought. And then
0: some mobster takes the kid and again, in the middle art, of the... R- yeah.
1: very artfully done, because we've seen this guy with that ring before, and there's mm-hmm. a silhouette of the guy putting it, like grabbing the kid with just that ring glowing, which I thought was a cool, uh, cool sight or, or, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah, so then uh, uh, Ben goes to Janine's uh,
1: apartment, but... She's like uh, t- uh, making out, but Janine pushed him away, saying, No. I can't. I have to, this has to stop. by, And so she's hiding something. You're like, What is she hiding? What? You know. And, and, and like, on? Ben looks mm-hmm.
2: sad outside the door, but on the other side of the door, Janine cr- is crying uh, on
1: the opposite end. And, and the caption just says, The shadow of the past. Ben's narration. Meanwhile, uh, Kane and Luis are boning down again, and Cain... Kane...
0: And then Cain
1: goes, no! <laughs> no!
0: And he just... he And it's it's the degeneration going on, and it starts making him, like, freak he out, out the and uh, punch yeah. the ground. Yeah. And this
1: is where you start to see him really degenerate. Like, uh, he his skin is, like, boils all over it now, and he jumps out the window, going, Make it! Stop! <laughs> and now, this is a... This scene is just crazy to me. Uh, like, so it's... <laughs> There's a, an exchange going on with all the monsters, and Ben shows up to bust it up. Yes, and starts beating yep. them up, and then Kane shows up to be like Riley, <laughs> and he again he looks really cool. I like, I like the art a lot, and he's like he basically his narration says Professor Warren Warren told me I would I was de- I would degenerate, my flesh would split and canker, and now that it finally happened. I needed a receptacle for that pain. He just starts slamming fucking Ben Riley, uh someone to suffer with me, burn with me. I yeah. needed Riley. I didn't know I knew who he truly was, even if he didn't, not a clone like me, but a man. It was then, I think, that our war truly began.
0: It was then I realized how much I loathed him as he slams a box down on top of him. And he says, killing him would be too easy, so he vowed the rest of his days to tormenting him, denying him happiness, which is what Sly was saying. Because now it seems like now he's just like, I'm just going to torture you because as I'm dying, I'd rather not you live because I'm based off of you. So I want you to die with me. Yeah, like,
1: fuck fuck you for getting to live a life while I...
0: so so because of that he before he kills him he just leaves him beaten on the ground and then the mobsters come back in. they're like
1: all right i guess like, <laughs> we got this masked. i guess we'll shoot him in the fucking head but then Louis- and then Super and then louise shows yeah. up and puts a gun to that guy's head and they're like yeah uh, she says you're not gonna kill yeah. him
2: i am and she puts a gun to ben's head yeah saying, you, uh, i think you'd like that wouldn't you mr Tannen?" as mr Tannen shows up holding uh, Raven's son
1: hostage. So, so how do you get so, out of prison? So, what is, the craziest thing about this scene to me is that <laughs> Kane jumps out the window while they're boning, and she just puts like, on her coat and comes to this drug deal. Like, like uh, I guess that's life. Yeah. And she she misses Kane by like five <laughs> seconds. I, I
0: assume there was more of a time difference between yeah. those
1: two. Okay, maybe. I mean, it's again, it's uh, we have a frame of Kane running away, <laughs> and then two frames later, <laughs>
0: Luis is there.
1: <laughs> It's possible that there's a time it's just it, it didn't feel like it to me. I'm like, what? Like the, yeah. the...
0: I, I definitely think like this was like a the like uh Demateus was trying to stretch this idea to fit when it's like it's very like it, like it would have made almost more sense for Kane to be alone, freak out, and come do this. And even then I was like, it's just weird that like all he wants to do is beat him up and then run away and leave him to mobsters. <laughs> no, because he
2: decides like he he just he just went to Riley to beat the shit out of him. And then he decides to
0: yeah, but then he was just about to be shot in the head by mobsters. It's like so much for tormenting him. Well, he just—well,
2: uh, he, just he, well, just, he actually
0: was watching
1: to do something about it. Yeah, he was. He sp- just
2: out later, he's watching the situation to make sure no one's actually killing Ben.
1: And then, as he's watching, he gets—he says he gets shocked because as he watches through that glass, in horror, uh, not be. Yeah, he says the pain I felt was not because of the pain that was exploding through my nerve endings, not because my, I'm degenerating, turning in me into a hideous caricature of a man. No, those things I could endure, or at least I could learn to. But the sight of Luis Kennedy pointing a gun at Bill Ben Riley's head, while mob <laughs> boss Tannen and his sycophant nephew looked on, that was too much. And and,
2: and now this is uh, <laughs> issue three, and, yeah, uh, and so
1: it's revealed that like Luis is a double agent kind of. So she's undercover, but she's actually working with the mob for real. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and she's in too deep. Yeah. And, uh, they're about to execute Ben Riley, and she's like, can we not do this in front of the boy? Like, she has some humanity. So but but, but
2: Tammy's like, like, fuck off, do it anyway. And she's like, okay, sure.
0: But then that's when... Well, they they take the boy out and he's just like, we're just gonna kill the boy later. And she's like, he doesn't need to see this. And then he's like, don't argue with me. She points the gun to his head and says, yes, sir. And she's about to fire at him. And what I like, too, is <laughs> that
1: Ben Kane in, in the narration here says, this still could be her undercover. <laughs> like... The whole thing could have been a setup, but there was something in her voice, in her eyes—a hunger, a bloodlust—that I knew all too well. And that's when he's like, "No, she's, she's really." And then you get this page of this is so great—the the glass shattering. You see all of their shocked faces, like pan like small panels of all of them, and the giant words "Louise." <laughs> and it's just Kane busting through the glass of the of the like warehouse windows, and he's just like this. Mm-hmm. Giant uh his hair is everywhere, his his eyes are just white at this point. Uh like yeah. bear man jumping through the window saying, you know, I thought she had wrestled with her demons and won, channeled her pain into a life of service to the law. I thought she was my hope. When I held Luis in my arms, I was clinging to my own salvation. But that night I realized with utter finality what a fool I'd been. Hope and salvation were illusions and love. Love was the biggest lie of all, and he walks forward. just like saying, "You betrayed me." Yeah, everyone's everyone's <laughs> scattered at this
2: point, and and uh, Louise is like, "What happened to you, Cain?" And uh, Ben tries to save uh, Louise. Uh,
0: uh, and he's, he yeah, he yeah. throws a box on to Cain's head. He's, 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 he's like, "I don't stop. even know why I'm trying to save him." Yeah, Ben
2: says, "Like the ironic thing is, Louise trying to kill me, and Kane just saved me. But now I'm trying to say stop Kane from killing <laughs> Luis. I'm like, "What the fuck's wrong with me?" And he says, "I don't but know." Says- but in some crazy way, I think I was trying to save him.
1: Yeah, because he's like, if he kills Louise Kennedy, he'd be killing a part of himself, the best part, and there'd be no turning back after that. Which I thought was also really touching. Like, that he's like trying to save him from himself, kind of, here. And this is I say, like, mm-hmm. they bring up, like they say, I knew, didn't know
2: Kane was my imperfect home, well, with slight animation, but he says, I, I didn't care, I didn't know that, I didn't care at the time. All I knew was that he was a man in pain, and that against all logic, I wanted to help him. Uh, but he says he couldn't do it with uh, Matthew Raven in danger, the son. So he goes out to uh, he he basically uh, uh, knocks down King uh, temporarily and uh, goes to save the boy. Uh, yeah,
1: he he does yeah. So he saves the boy um, and yep. says, "I'm going to save you. I swear to God, I won't hurt you." Uh, he brings the son back to uh, Detective Raven. Like through the window, he
2: he like Detective Raven looked through the window, and all of a sudden, uh, Ben's holding the son outside the window.
1: Yeah, also great, like yeah. really great art and yeah. just. The paneling is good, and so, um, and so then
2: uh, uh, he asks about Raven. Asks about his partner. Oh, how's Louise Kennedy? Is she okay? And and uh, Ben uh, doesn't can't bring himself to take truth about his partner, so he just says, "Oh, she's fine," and, uh, and and goes out into the, the stormy night.
1: Yep
0: yeah it says after all that he's been through after all he had lost i just couldn't do it tell him then he returns to janine all broken and beat up because he has no other place to go and so then he collapses in her like arms as she's she's holding him and he's passing out she says don't worry sweet uh rest now sweet man rest i promise you i won't leave
3: just
2: says, oh she's fine uh and and goes out into the, the stormy night
1: yep
0: yeah it says after all that he's been through after all he had lost i just couldn't do it tell him then he returns to janine all broken and beat up because he has no other place to go and so then he collapses in her like arms as she's she's holding him and he's passing out she says don't worry sweet uh rest now sweet man rest i promise you i won't leave yes and when he wakes up this is when um she's like i have my bags packed and i'm planning to leave and he's like you're leaving just like just when we were getting to know each other, and he's he, and he he's tells afraid her, to
1: tell her about himself because he's like if if she finds out that Ben Riley's a wall crawling freak, worse, the clone of a wall crawling freak, she'd walk <laughs> out and never come back. And then she's like, I am a monster myself, not you.
2: Yeah, and uh, it, it cuts yeah. back to uh, Lu- 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 Luis. She's with uh, well, look at what we thought was Mister Tan but it was actually Mister Tan's brother who came who was actually this uh, man. Yeah. This
1: part was too confusing to me where they're like, Jimmy got, <laughs> they were going to get Jimmy the mouth to do it and then arrest him to get him off on a technicality. But Jimmy couldn't do it. So Duke did it. It, it
0: was, it was doing like, it was trying to explain why Luis like double crossed that one guy uh, yeah, that, was that, back that was there, why was, she blew her. Because she's been working with the mob the whole time. So why would she point a gun at him? It's because it's like, they didn't update that guy on everything that was going on. Okay, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, well,
0: it's like it's, <laughs> it's convoluted. It is but... definitely confusing because it's trying to it's trying to really like uh, defend how Luis wasn't a double agent before or a triple agent. But now she no, was
2: not wasn't that a cover for her. Isn't it that she was the one who set the bomb on the Raven's house?
1: Yeah, but the, the point is that yes. what they're all saying is that. When she pulled the gun on him before, he should have. The plan was to let himself get arrested, and then she would get him off on a technicality. But he didn't know yeah. that that was the plan, so that's why he had those other two guys with the guns uh, okay, okay. that were going to kill her until Kane busted through but, but, the window. But,
2: but yeah, so uh, yeah. But in case you were like, "Oh, is Louise like redeemable?" She uh, set the bomb to kill Detective Raven's wife and child. So she is a monster. Like, yes, full on monster. Yeah.
0: yeah, so she she is she's a villain. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, this guy here, Tannen's brother, who's been pretending to be Tannen this whole time, uh, pulls out a gun, and he's like, I'm, I'm done with he, this. He blames Luis for
2: everything going I, wrong. Like, you're supposed to go clean, and you fucked it up. Now I'm going to kill you. But before he can do that, yep. Kane comes out and snap, uh, snaps his neck.
1: Again, these gigantic arms from the shadows and one glowing <laughs> yeah. white eye just, like, come out and just surround this guy. Gun falls out of his hand, snaps his neck, and he's like... And he
0: says, too, like, Kane's like, she was lying to me from the start, and I embraced her lies, held held tight to them, like my life depended on it. Maybe it did. Oh, yes. I was quite the hero. Rescued the damsel in distress. And that night, I intend to rescue her one last time, which is why he rescues her instead of killing her here. But then he says, so I could have the pleasure of killing her myself. But then she's like,
2: uh, please don't make me shoot you, Kane, and she her gun. And she's don't make me shoot you. Whatever's wrong, whatever happened to you, we, can change, uh, we, we can't change what we should. We can't change the fact that I love you. And that but and King's like breaks down saying when she spoke those words, those words that no ever living soul has ever said to me, my rage just melted. For the first time in my brief life, I uh I wept. And, and then I, it cuts to
1: Janine yeah. weeping, saying to Ben now, I've never told anyone this before, but I'm a murderer. Uh when I was younger mm-hmm. my father it cuts it like a cuts back to her father sexually abusing her, I think is the uh, yes implication the, 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 the,
0: here. Yes, yes, absolutely there, there's no subtlety to yep. that. But, yeah, and it says like uh, she had tried to move away, got a job, and but she would slowly started to remember because she had repressed what she did that she shot him. Yeah, to she, she tried, to tried to move away, get him, but him to the
2: rage kept, she kept remembering what happened. The rage built up inside of her. She came back and murdered her father, yeah. and she and
0: yeah, and so she ran. She's been running ever since, and she's like, "How don't yeah, you?" He's just holding he her, holding her, her.
2: And, he, her. and she's like, "How can you hold me like this? Don't you hate me? Don't I disgust you?" And Ben says, "I love you," and she says, "How? How? How can?" how can you possibly love someone like me? And Vince is funny. I could ask you the same thing.
1: And that's when he tells her, I'm the clone of Spider-Man. Let me show you. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't
2: say that. He just says, that's when I told her, the truth, basically. yeah, yeah,
1: but then he climbs on yeah. walls with her to show,
0: her. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Wow! Yeah. And then it's Kane is like, pretty much like crying on the grounds. Luis is like, Don't you understand? Like, how could you ally surf with Tannen? And she's like, The Tans of this world, they are the darkness, and in the end, the darkness always wins. She
1: did say she loved the darkness, yeah. and, she's like, and so she's, she's like, Why surrender to it? Yeah, you when know.
2: You can gl- uh, why fight when you can surrender to it? Glory in it, and uh, he, he says, But you. My only hope, and she says, In an odd way, you are mine too.
1: And so she he, she leaves, uh, and then we come we cut to fucking Detective Raven who's on the case of Janine. He's like, I figured it out, Janine is Elizabeth, the murderer. <laughs> yeah. and you know, uh, she seems like a kind person, but that's that'll the trial will decide. You uh, know.
0: The, the law is the law, you got to bring her in for murder.
1: She's gone to law, the only things we can depend yeah. on. In the world where people aren't always what they
2: seem, as Louis shows up and asks him how he's doing,
1: yeah, how's it <laughs> going? He's like, oh, we caught the Jim- Jimmy the Mouth, and he's like, yeah. she's like, uh
0: my good old reliable partner. Yeah,
1: she's like, oh, did he have anything in- interesting to say? And he's like, no, I'm gonna go arrest uh, Janine real quick though. And she's like, I'll come with you. And, so now and, we have like a, a complete intersection of all the characters here. Yeah, and
2: Raven says in his narration, yep. looking back, I understand why. She, I, I don't understand why she came. If she was a villain, the papers made it out to be. She should have run. But that's the thing about people, not always what they seem. As Peter is. It's about uh, Ben is jumping from rooftop uh, to rooftop with Janine until,
0: and. Uh, yep, and Ben's thinking that he's like he's just waiting for her to feel like he's a hideous freak, a crime against nature, and so she's like, "Hey, Spider Man, why are you standing there like a jerk?" And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "I love you, Ben Riley, whoever you are." And it's like, "I guess I wasn't much of a mind reader."
1: Kane's C- watching like, ugh. <laughs> Cain's watching and and so like, he
0: Stripped his identity years on the run, living like the shadow of the shadow of a man, and still he found happiness, found love. My cells burned.
2: <laughs> My heart was torn to shreds. I am nothing but cold rage and blind hatred. Professor Warren had Brown At long last, his son was reaching
1: his full potential. <laughs> so like, now we have this, 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 like, climax scene here is... Janine and Ben are getting bus tickets to like basically just leave Salt Lake City. The, the, the meeting with the east. diner. Uh, uh, oh yeah, they're, they're, getting, they're getting some burgers to go. You're right yeah, before yes. they leave. Yeah, so and that, that's, that's when yeah. they're going. To, that's they, they when, go to the,
2: diner, the detectives go to the diner to intercept them, saying it's time to stop running. But then Louise realizes that she's with Ben Riley, the guy who busts who's busting the all the whole entire time. She takes out her gun
1: because now she Ben Riley can blow her cover. Yeah, working like as. As a yeah crew, that she crew, is crew, actually crew.
0: like working for tan yeah and so yeah. she's
1: she claims that he is one of the mobsters and she, she pulls a gun on him saying like like oh shit like i have to basically eliminate him so he doesn't uh you know yeah. blow my cover he kn-
0: knocks a gun out of her hand and then he grabs the raven the detective up and he says leave us alone and he drops him down he says we headed for the mountains and as, as they're driving away to be together uh, Kane just jumps off the mountain <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: mid motorcycle ride, yeah. and he said, and yeah. he's just like, I'm gonna kill you, Riley. Right and uh, Riley yeah. says, Sorry, Kane, but the first time in three long years, I've got something, someone to live for. And basically, uh, yeah. uh as
0: and then Luis and Raven are showing up as this is going on, yeah, and uh, and then they see them fighting
1: and Kane fighting. She, he also said, So Raven <laughs> in his narration here says, all I think I actually did realize the truth when she pulled her gun in the diner. All those little details I've been consciously pushing away came together. Like I knew I started to realize my partner, and best friend, betrayed me. Everything she once believed
2: in, but I still refuse to believe oh, that yeah. she betrayed me. Right, uh, which I think is a really great touch. Like,
1: yeah, um, I do too. Like
2: uh, what the, we have is important enough that she would not betray me of all people. But right. she
1: betrayed the law, but not like her friend.
2: Yeah, and so then she pulls a gun. Uh, 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 ben knocks down Kane and then uh Louis shows up with a gun saying you're dead to Ben and uh Kane's uh, inner monologue said, that's when I saw her and my blood froze because I knew in that awful moment that I could really do it that I would do it and the pain and the shame and the horrible joy of it would haunt me torment me for the rest of my wretched life as he grabs her neck and snaps it like she and goes "Ah!" yeah <laughs> and then uh, Ben, finishes Ben narration, as uh, Luis's body thumps to the ground, uh, Ben says, You need to tell me that Cain grabbed Kenny's gun Then started to squeeze the trigger. What's he gonna do, she wondered. kill her again? He was so far gone, I don't think even he knew. But as I came to, something lit up in his eyes, some dark inspiration. And that was the first thing, first time I ever saw the horrible disfiguring burn that they called <laughs> the Mark of Cain. The
0: Mark of So Kane. what Cain
2: does is, you know how Spider-Man sticks to walls? He sticks yeah. to a person's face and rips off the flesh off their face in a hand, hand gesture. Wow. And so, <laughs> so he he basically, you know how Man sticks to walls?
1: Yes.
0: It's like if I put sticky fingers on your face and ripped off part of your face. Yeah, and
2: so, this was a mystery going on in the comics. Basically, uh, Kane kept killing people and all the, the only sign they'll leave was this, this handprint and it was called the Mark of Kane.
3: And,
0: so, when, when I saw this, that Mark of Kane thing, that's when I was like, oh, this guy. Because I thought his cell's deteriorating. Yeah. I thought he was going to die soon. But then they're like, this is the Mark of Cain. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Or this is a thing, I guess. Well, the,
2: the, the, whole, the reason why the story exists is to explain a lot of what's happening in the modern comics. Yeah. This, this is,
3: yeah.
2: the, so, yeah. uh, what happens is uh, Kane basically put his fingerprints all over uh, Lewis's face, right? So in the modern Mm -hmm. comics right now, as this is happening, Detective Raven shows up, and he's like, Peter Parker, I have your DNA on file, and he arrests the the Peter Parker we all know uh, and love. And so, Peter. Basically, it's an airtight mm. case because what are the chances you have a clone of yourself with exactly the same DNA? So uh, Peter, in this universe, very high. I know, but but, but are <laughs> not super Like, I guess if you
0: have to keep in mind back then, like it was always like it's. Oh, that's true. They didn't know he was Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, they could have just been some transformer. Yeah, yeah well, who would cloned Peter Parker? His fucking photographer, <laughs> main <lame love> photographer, <laughs>
2: Daily Bugle. So, like, who would clone Peter Parker? So, so Detective is like, yes, I finally got the man who killed my b- my partner, and just to explain how he killed, the story is to explain how he can kill Detective Raven who Detective, I mean, um, Detective Kennedy, Louis Kennedy, who Detective Raven is and what the mark of Kane, like how it originated. And he did it because, Mm -hmm. and how he, Kane even started killing people in the first place, basically. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so, uh, speaking of Detective Raven, he shows up uh, 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 threatening to arrest Ben Riley, and Ben Riley is just like, I know you've been through a tough freak, but me, um, uh, I've been through a lot too. I remember that if I was a killer, you'd be dead right now. He knocks Detective. Yeah, he's like,
1: yeah, that ain't me. I'm not being arrested. See ya. Uh, yeah, so I, Yeah, Ben he, yeah, said, he I, says here,
3: the
2: fingerprint Ben's narration uh, Ben's narration says, the fingerprints Kane left on Louis Kennedy's gun, come back to haunt me two days later, two years later. But, uh, that day we were thinking about the future. We we're just holding tight to another, holding on tight to love. The truth is, it's the only thing in life we're holding on to. As we cut to Kane at Louise's grave, I think Jack Craven will agree with me, yep. even in the midst of the most incomprehensible tragedies, simple human love is a blessing, a miracle. As it cuts to Detective Raven of his son, fishing. Uh, during difficult months that followed, Janine showed me how to live that miracle. In the end we couldn't hold on to it. In the end I lost her, but I'll treasure the miracle we shared cling to it to her till the day I die. As they right off into the sunset.
0: The end. Wow. So, Daryl, you didn't like this? So, I, I the first half of it, like all the clone stuff and him getting the identity of Ben Ryland was among my favorite things we've read this year, including like 52. Like I'd say it like was on par with like the really best moments from that. And then once I got to this story, I feel like there's just a lot of actors going on. It was less of stuff that I was interested in. And also, like, I was, like, fine with Kane in this story. For me, it's just, like, it doesn't make sense to have deteriorating cells and somehow you go on living for so many so years that, that, after uh, this. So
2: Kane's superhero costume, like, his super villain costume, is a suit to prevent his deterioration. So he has to wear a suit at all times to prevent mm. his deterioration.
0: Okay.
1: I really liked this, too. Uh, I, I mean, you said, you like, the first half and then this part less. Yeah,
0: considerably less.
1: I liked it all a lot. And I, was, I said to you guys earlier, like, I was reading this, like, on my phone, hungover in bed, like, feeling sick, but none of that <laughs> – sometimes, you know, your mood can tinge uh, the way you read things. I, I loved this yeah. no matter how bad I was feeling. I'm like, this is so fucking good. Like, I really liked the, um, the clone stuff early on. I liked Kane's struggle a lot through this and how he, like, fell into this rage – um, there were parts of it that did annoy me, like the fact that they're like, I, I didn't know that I was a clone, or the, even the mark of Cain. Like when they brought that up, I'm like, Can't, like again, it's a, it's because it's a continuing story. But for me, I'm like, this would be nice if it was self contained and didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, well, he says or, it's the
2: first time he ever he ever did. I, I wish they showed you what he was doing to her. They just show the mark on her face, and they don't explain how he
1: did it to her. Yeah.
0: But even then if they did show it, Book it's here. like it yeah. gives you the feeling it's like, oh, there's more to this story rather than just like he killed the woman you yeah. loved. It's like, look at this cool thing he does to his No, ve- no, you have to be mind, also, no one
2: would read this if they weren't a Spider-Man fan in the first place. Like you yeah. you'd be you be following the story.
0: I'm not a Spider-Man fan I it. I know, it. but
2: that's because huh? I, I fucking that. knew about it. No one knows this comic <laughs> exists except for me pretty much.
1: I also like I, I also <laughs> thought that the last few scenes in the Salt Lake City arc were like they, they felt very like jammed together and rushed like Every, every yeah. time that all the characters were just there, like, oh, okay, he jumps off of him while he's on the motorcycle and then the cops are right there at the same time as well. Like, it felt like, the t- like time sped up to have them all meet real quick twice in a row. But th- that was the thing, is it wasn't just like they met up all
0: together once, it just felt like they kept no, because they're chasing. I, I think like how he knocks them out at the diner, it makes them. sense for them to chase. But like, I would have just had the end at the diner and have Kane come in there rather than like leave us alone, and then they drive away and then they come I, up I, again, and then he has to knock out Raven again and go leave I, us I, alone. I completely
2: disagree. I, I think that one that's like the second one was redundant. Um, but I think that the, the Detective Raven could have, uh, uh but maybe we should knock knocked him out or something and, and skip that scene because they got the point already. But uh, I think it makes perfect yeah. sense. They are chasing after them. They would have gone back into their car and chased after them because that's kind of the guy Detective Raven is. He's going to fucking try to follow the law. We've very established that. He's fucking, uh, the brother from, uh, Ble- Bleach, uh, basically. got to follow the law. <laughs> I, and that's why yeah. I was going to say, I think, uh, Loss here, C- I, I, I like, uh, the first half. I think Lost Years is better because I think I disagree completely. I think the writing is incredibly tight in these in this uh, these three issues. For three issues to tell a story of this mm. much uh, th- these main characters uh, they all tie into one narrative at, at, at the same point and uh, there are a few points like, like you pointed out a few good points about uh, this parts seem sped up and too convenient but for the most part for three issues this is the kind of storytelling I fucking love where in three issues you tell a mm. very condensed impactful story from multiple characters there's, there's not a singular main character in the story it's basically Cade and Ben uh, and detective Raven all trying to find hope in the dark world and I think the story in three issues to deliver that very effectively I think is amazing and uh the first mm-hmm. the first the first three stories I um, the first half I find interesting but they are very messy like we pointed out they don't fully really explain everything about dr. miles and everything that they're supposed to explain yeah
0: yeah there's a missing and so I, I, that's that's bits. why
2: I, I I think the second half is more of a complete like a uh, an amazing uh, effectiveness in terms of delivering a very self-contained story, even though it's in such a unimpenetrable story arc. I think it's a very self-contained <laughs> story arc, considering it's in the middle of one of the most convoluted stories of all time. You could read it and still just appreciate it as it is, uh, removed from Spider-Man, removed from everything else. I think, but that's my opinion anyway.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I, I do agree that they they told a really good story in a very little amount of time, and it, it you get to care about a lot of different characters that uh, in one you know one three issues
2: and, and and so the the point of this whole entire arc was like you're saying about mary jane uh being a clone or whatever The ironic thing is uh the whole point of the clone saga was to get rid of peter as spider-man and make ben the permanent spider-man which which mm-hmm. is why i always uh, find this era, uh, this whole era surreal because just imagine you're watching a spider-man movie you go read the comics and ben riley is your spider-man yeah. But that's why I that's why I don't like modern comics and I like old school comics. Because old school comics weren't afraid to try something like that where you would go into the comics and a whole different world would open up with a whole different history and it wasn't afraid to just be, it wasn't just trying to be an ad for the movies or the t- cartoons. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I find this era fascinating because this is only four years before the movie came out and it was, it almost put, took Spider-Man in a completely different direction where he had a completely different backstory than what we were familiar with
1: i can see, i i can respect that this was great i really enjoyed reading this i will say i this is one of my favorite spider-man things i've read too
2: uh, you don't have to know if i like it uh daryl like the first half more <laughs> you don't like the second half at all at all
1: yeah thought the first
0: half was really stellar and i feel like the second half um again it was it was it was good for what it was it's just not my speed at all and i wasn't that interested you like
2: reading more stories
0: not really. Uh, oh. I mean, I, I'd have to. I'd have to really think hard about. Like, uh, you liked
1: the would... the question stuff in.
0: Yeah,
2: and and uh, you and you say, you say like
0: smoke. Oh shit! Yeah, that you was. Say good. You say like
2: smoke man. You fucking. You said you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I do
0: like that. I like that more than. And those... and they were so
1: similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing. I'm pushing on this crime syndicate. If, uh, if, give if, me your. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> the thing I learned is, is you can never
2: catch down the contradiction. You can point that like why you like this and that. And they're all just be like I don't know. This is better. Fuck you, Sly. So I'm like whatever. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Cool. Who knows? Yeah,
1: so Daryl... Oh, yeah. uh, Outro. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, thanks for listening, guys. uh, real quick,
0: uh, if you want to listen to Flying Machine Network, <laughs> our, <laughs> this, this is going to be bad. But Ryan, if you're missing Ryan, uh, he has up another blog post on the FlyingMachine.network website where he, he writes about bands and music and albums that he's trying to like digest in a year of very terrible politics. And he wrote about Green by R.E.M. You know, So if you're an R.E.M. fan, see what Ryan has to say about it and um you can listen to the audio episodes on our franz radio network
2: off uh, mike you asked me how do you like kane's like why is he such a good character and ryan said he really loves kane too he's up there he's probably my favorite my characters uh this is a plug for mm-hmm. our patreon in our patreon we talked about um sympathetic uh villains and like how to do them wrong basically for the most part a bit, basically like how like vegeta mm-hmm. he blew up a plant planets, and they just kind of ignored it and he just became a good guy or, how in Bleach is a character equivalent of of a Nazi uh, scientist, Joseph a uh, and uh, yeah. they just he keeps doing great, does basically, but he just becomes part of a good team. So, the reason why Kane uh, is one of uh, my favorite Spider Man character by like a mile is Kane, and, and, and this, this is one example of why I always feel like I'm nitpicking about like modern comics or uh, like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, but I, I can point to examples of stuff that did it well, and I really love it when I do it well. So, Kane is basically if, like, Vegeta or, like, that Mangala character from Bleach were done well. Because Kane is a serial killer. He murdered people, and, uh, he is a straight-up villain. In the modern comics, he gets cured of his cellular than generation and, uh, he basically, uh, 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 is able to live his life normally. And because of that, uh, what he did in his past, uh, he's basically, uh, personality-wise, he's interesting because he's not a superhero type. In his first appearance, uh, in his first issue as a, as a solo hero, he saves an old lady walking across the street. And, you know, like, Spider-Man would be like, oh, you should be careful walking across the street, like, yuck, yuck. He, he, he literally curses at this old lady saying, you fucking dumb bitch, what the fuck are you doing walking across the street? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He basically screams at this old lady uh, because to him, uh, being a superhero is not a natural thing. But to him, he has to be a superhero uh, to make up for all the bad things in his life. like uh, And he knows deep down. He never will make up for all the people he killed in his life. But he has to try to do good. With what uh, the, the the fortunate circumstances he's in now. So basically. He is Spider-Man on steroids. That guilt that Peter feels. Uh, for Uncle Ben. Uh, Kane feels like a million mm-hmm. times. And he knows. like He says it all the time. like And a lot of times his past keeps coming back. People whose family uh, members he killed. Come and fight him all the time. And he says, like, I know deep down I will never be able, like, it doesn't matter how many people you save. You can never erase the people you killed in the past. uh, But I have to keep trying to uh, write those scales anyway. Which is why Kane, I think, is an example of a reformed villain done well and why he's my favorite. I
0: wouldn't mind seeing more of him. Like, I didn't You
2: say you, you want him to die, so that's...
0: Well, the th- narratively, I feel like in that story, it was so self-contained that it would make sense for him to die at the end after killing Luis.
2: Well, like you said, the part of him does die. The good part of him.
0: Yeah, but it'd be cool if he died, died. Die, die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, that has been our, uh, our, our episode next week. And the week after that, or two weeks from now, and the week after that, we're going to be going back to Bleach. But don't worry if you hate Bleach and you're like, why are these assholes still covering it? This is going to be the end of Bleach that we're covering. Oh and it's going to be a wild ride. And that's it. That's uh, So thank you guys for listening. Oh, I should have died at the end of this.
1: Uh, I've been Kane, And I've been darlene Sly's Light in the Darkness. <laughs> I love the darkness. <laughs> that means I, <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs>
0: Stay in continuity.
3: I give you the incredible flying machine.